Yeah, welcome to We're Just a Message podcast. Of course, I'm Mike. Sad name is Marcus. And of course, we couldn't do this shit without my dog, Drew Money on the boards. I, 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 how y'all feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing, Marcus? Man. How everybody doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm chilling, you know. Happy to see another day. Yeah, man. Always happy to see another day, especially in the fourth quarter, man. Mm-hmm. Facts. Fourth quarter always be wildin', man. This shit ugly. This shit crazy. All yeah, the time. This shit, this shit, y'all be safe out here, man. Y'all be safe for sure. But dog, Mo, you know, he kind of under the weather right now. You know, my nigga, get you some soup. Get you some tea. Be all right, B. A dog couldn't make it in the day, mm-hmm. but, you know, hold it down for him per usual, man. How was y'all week, man? What y'all got into, man? It's nothing, man. Just was really chilling this week. Just, you know, a lot of work, especially around uh, this time of year f- with it being first of the month and holiday time. Mm-hmm. Shit just gets ramped up. So, you know, it's got to It's already February to yeah. For damn, see, yeah, you always, but you always think like always that. You that. always think like that, though. I always say that, bro. Yeah. I always say that. Like, nigga, did November even happen this year? Man, bro, it's like no, it was the first, and then because I know I always say once September get hit, it over. But this November in particular, this shit was like a the first, and then it was the thirtieth. Where that if, was it? It for real, it felt like we hit November. And then next thing you know, we at Thanksgiving. It's like, oh shit. Yeah. And then after Thanksgiving, nigga, you you in December. Yeah. Like, shit, two more weeks would be what? Christmas Eve? Yeah. Yeah, man. Damn. And then after that is New Year's and then shit. We on to twenty twenty three. I felt like this year was faster than twenty twenty one. Yeah, this year was this year was fast, bro. This year went by in the blink of an eye. Shit was crazy, dog. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I can't really. I. It's honestly, it just felt like it was like March twenty twenty one. If to me, it felt like it was just March twenty twenty one. Damn, just right there, just, just right there, and then now it's already November twenty twenty two or December twenty twenty two. I don't know, man. I don't know. I. I can't. I can't put a finger on it, man. This shit is. It. it I don't know, man. What is that shit? What they said with the world about the shit turning faster? Oh, we did talk. Do you remember we talked about that? What was mm-hmm. that? June? We talked about that. June, yeah, July? yeah, bro. Like. It's rotating like at 20, 23 hours and point nine 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 something. Is this the effects? That's Drew Field. That's Drew Field. He got he got to speak on that. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this the effects, Drew? Is this the effects, Drew? <laughs> That's his. Hey, he, he be on that type shit, man. A dog, my dog be put me on game about the earth and shit, man. No, no cap, bro. No cap. I don't know, man. I feel like it's it might be even spinning faster. Like I from June to now. I, really, yeah, I feel bro. like that shit. But I don't because daylight savings didn't even feel like a switch, bro. Like, no, it felt like a switch a little bit. The first like, days, just the light. I mean, just you feel like your body's tired yeah. and shit like that. But it was really yeah, like, yo, yeah. I'm like the outside as far as the lights. That was different, mm. but as far as the actual time moving, that shit stayed the same. Facts. Like I feel like I woke up around the same time. Like, mm-hmm. and back then, and no, and, and you know, back in the day when daylight savings would happen, it would feel like, bro, you felt like you got a full hour of rest. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you got, you felt like it you did, got an extra bro. hour of rest. It did. It didn't feel like that this year at all. Nah, it feels just the same, bro. Yeah, just the sun going down earlier. <laughs> we well, get used well, this to is it, the last year yeah. we doing it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get used to it because yeah. this is this is about to be the new norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm interested to see what time that sun will go down next year around this time. It's I don't cool. think it'll be as early as it is. 
I think it's still it's gonna, gonna be in be that five thirty six range. You think so? You can't change the sun, bro. You know what I mean? Like how it's gonna like I'm thinking around seven. But it's just seasonal. It's like how it just positions, you know? When yeah. we're when we're rotating at on this side, that's why they like savings. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, even I, though they're gonna be one time, the sun's still it's still gonna feel like when it's that time to be what well, would be and when they, it's colder. Yeah. When it mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be that switch, you're gonna still feel that you still gonna. It's still, the sun's still gonna go away early. It's gonna come up early. You yeah, because at the end of the day, winter is winter and summer is summer. Facts. So, yeah. So, but I'm I'm interested to see you know what that's just gonna feel like. But you know we're gonna be there very soon. But I think um well for me I had a good ass week. Let me just say that shit because that was the question. But yeah man, good ass week. Um, got a lot of work done. Like I feel like um. I mean, you got really three weeks left in December, so you know you kind of got to start getting shit together for January. Yeah, so, man. Um, you make that decision whether you want to shut it down. It really depends on you if you want to shut it down or if you want to. Because some people like to just go in the new year with clear thinking, clear mind. Yeah, man. Separate work from you know personal yeah. and take that time to you know maybe reflect or whatever the case may be. And some people, like you said, treat it as a time that you know. Push forward. What can we do? Twenty twenty three. Twenty. You know, the beginning of twenty twenty three. Middle twenty. There's somebody out there right now with a vision board right now. Going. All right. We in December. Mm-hmm. We need to be worried about what the fuck going on in March. Mm-hmm. That facts. So facts. Shout out to them boy, man. Not, Shout out to everybody. However you want. I do think post twenty fifteen, it just started to hit. You remember you used to play Mario Kart and you used to go over the little speed thing mm-hmm. and it rev up. Yeah. I felt like it kind of revved up after twenty fifteen. That year in particular, bro. Like I think post twenty fifteen, it was like. Cause that's seven years ago. Yeah. Come come January, that'd be eight. And I'm just like, bro, I remember exactly what I was doing in 2015. Exactly what I was yeah. doing. I was just graduating. Yeah, see? I can remember a lot of shit yeah. that happened in between then and now. Facts. <laughs> yeah. That whole decade was nice now. Don't get, uh, don't get it. For, I think probably the, the only down year of last decade probably for me was 2010. But other than that. It was pretty good. Well, 2020 was live for me. Yeah, I 2010, nice shit. Oh, now I graduated. 10, then 11, 12. So that's like early 20s right there. That yeah. was crazy. 2011 through 2013 yeah. was kind of a... It was kind of jacked. But at the same time, some of that shit just be a blur, bro. It was. 13 was a blur. Yeah, that shit just be a blur. 13, 14 was a blur. I don't even remember one. shit really from 14. Me either. Bro. I don't remember shit from 14. The only <laughs> thing I really remember is... 14 no, was a fucking blur. Yeah, I really don't remember too much from 14, bro. I remember all of these years. Every year I can tell you something that took place. Like, I can I can think of one I can significant think of one thing, event. But just overall? But overall, yeah, I can't really think 11 of... 11 and 12 was definitely highlighted for me. Yeah. For sure. Those are wild times for me, bro. The city was yeah. different 2012, too. What? The city was definitely was different. Open, man. Shit was open, bro. Yeah. I got the niggas about it there. Quickness. Yeah. It's nigga, like two. Niggas two. shut down Market Street, bro. Like, and, bro, you know, on Market Street, there was a lot of other things popping off besides Purple Tree there, bro. 100%. It used to be. Hey, you remember that shit where it was like this little club where you walk upstairs? Envy. You said what? Envy. Yeah, that shit was live, bro. I yeah. went to that shit one time, bro. That shit was jacked. Well, I used to be. That's where I used to be. Why niggas was in perpetry. I was in envy. I would be in like, um, there used to be a a wild wings there. Yeah, a wild wings there. Yeah. Wild, on Sundays, wild wings did like karaoke or some shit mm-hmm. like that, or like open mic, something like that. 
But it was like an older crowd that used to come in there, bust the wings down, be singing, yeah. chilling. You know what I mean? It wasn't uh. like the chaos and shit that was next door. You I was in I mean? the chaos. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was in the chaos. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I got. I was over it by then. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, bro, you... you Fucking get all these clothes. You pay all this money for clothes and you're drenching wet. Shit's sweaty. <laughs> yeah, definitely, boy. Fucking, you definitely. fighting and now this shit ripped up. Yeah, like, definitely. Roy comes on splitting polo jeans and shit. God damn, bro. Nah, this was a wild time. You were going crazy. Nah, you were bro, going crazy. crazy. I, I will tell you. Polo that nigga said split the polo jeans. Nah, bro. I ripped a lot of polo jeans. Those are the, one Ooh. of the worst manufacturing jeans when Man, it comes which, to I work. never really like, bought polo jeans. Them shit. It, I mean, they're nice. Don't get me wrong. But the, the do quality? shit in them. Yeah, I wouldn't do construction in them. I wouldn't Roy in them. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> they do have a, like, like the, the like, I wouldn't say the basic, but like like the standard ones, they are very like thin material. Mm-hmm. But you got to get like double RL jeans. Like mm-hmm. those are the ones that last like mm-hmm. a lifetime. You know what I'm saying? You got to get those kind of uh, polo jeans because you know there's different sectors of polo. You know what I'm saying? You got your, you know, you got your Ralph Lauren. You got purple label, black label, double RL, like supply and demand. Well, supply denim supply. Like it's a lot of like different tiers to polo. So you know. That's just all I gotta say about that. But with the polo jeans, but to to Juice Point, my dog been wilding out. Basically, <laughs> my dog been wilding out. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Like, but I ripped a lot of polo jeans, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But niggas understood. I mean, I I did. I fucking ripped my pants, bro. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I know what the fuck I just did, right? Like, <laughs> y'all saw that, right? Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, hey, man, 2K, like, shit like 2K and Reef, my brother. Like, no, 2K yeah. and Reef and shit like that, like... Good culture, man. Those, yeah. It those was, were it some... Was a, it was a good, fun time. Yeah, it was a good mean? time. A lot, of, a lot of carefree moments. A lot of people met Facts. their spouses yeah. in those parties. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people got cheering today. People who got Facts. You know, relationships, married, yeah. all kind of shit, really love popped off in that shit too. It was a social scene, man. It was a social scene down here. Like I know, Ten, tw- from twenty ten to twelve, yeah. me going out on rare occasions, them one or two times, like the whole vibe was just Mike out different. Yeah, what? Yeah, it was different, man. Purple was- tree one night. What? what? You was a purple tree one night, two thousand two. Oh, shit, I'm going to the purple tree. I can see it. Yeah, he probably I can see yeah. it. You had, that, no, you had to pop really out there. Like yeah, but I'm saying yeah. it was that live. You had to show up. You had to pop out there at least once. They wasn't letting me in. So. Man, <laughs> my dog, man. Shout out to my cousin they G's, man. Me, yeah. My cousin G's, this nigga was such like a, a quick thinker. What he would do is he would go to Purple Tree Line and see what kind of bands they got. And then he would go to like Walmart or like um even matter of fact, I remember one time we went to Wild Wings. Well not Wild was it Wild Wings, yeah. Right next door. And, and we went and they had the same color bands as they had at the front and we took them shit. And put them bands on mm. and walked across and be like, yeah, we've been in there. And they just let us on through. Like, that shit used to be sometimes. I remember, I remember one time I came through Purple Tree through the back entrance. Damn. Like, like where the bathroom is at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. I came through that shit one time, bro. Like, my cousin, he just like knew, he just like knew people. And so he would just be like, hey, bro, we don't got to pay. Like, we're going to get in here. We don't have to pay. Like, my, cause I shout out to my cousin G's, man. I think he used to get us through everywhere, bro. No, that's crazy. I will say, though, crazy times. But I will say I did, if you just think about, like, from those times, 
how much money we spent on just stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, dig, dig, that'd be the shit that really be pissing me off. Yeah, like I'd be really mad at myself. What's the, what's the dumbest shit you think you ever purchased? Shh. It's countless shit, bro. Yeah, countless. Man, but like a uh, lot of liquor though. I will say a lot, a lot, a lot of liquor. You know Pointless. what I mean? Pointless. I mean, fucking. And this was when buckets of beer was like twenty dollars, twenty five. Yeah, yeah you know, this you niggas get, who literally have like five buckets of beer buckets at their little table. Chilling, you know what I mean? Like you calm. And niggas, <laughs> but niggas used to be in that shit. I'm with buckets. You know what I'm saying? Blue bond, blue motherfuckers. Facts. Blue motorcycles, all that yeah. shit, bro. Um, liquid marijuanas. Yeah. But nah, just too much liquor, bro. Like too much. <laughs> hey, man. Too much liquor. Uh, clothes just to get ripped. That's what I'm saying, because that was my thing. My whole thing was, bruh, you got to get a fit because you can't, like, I don't know what it was back then, but for me, when we was going out, we was like, bruh, we was going to go to the mall every Friday to see if we could find something. Damn. I'm talking about, bruh, every Friday. I'm talking about from ninth grade to 12th grade. Mm Mm-hmm. Every Friday, bro. That's a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. You man. know what I'm saying? That's a lot of fucking money. Ninth grade to twelfth grade, bro. It just to you sweat think about them that shit first, out. That first year out of high school. Yeah. Like oh nine to ten. Mm. All you doing is working. So and then you still living with your people. So you got money to blow. Not me. I was out of there. Yeah. Seventeen. But I mean, I was going out early, so I, this was like my ninth grade. Like you buying outfits, you going to you know, you going to Dillers, trying to copy a polo. You going well, to we're talking still like oh, two thousand ten through that time. So oh, through that time, so yeah, yeah oh yeah, you going to saying. Jimmy Jazz, you yeah. trying to go to you Decibel. trying to go to fucking polo. That's you trying to go to Dillers, bro. yeah, you going to sneak, and this is back when Ooh, you could go to sneakers and then you could shit. find. You might find you some some Nike basketball sneakers. Like you might find around that time, twenty ten, the um the Kevin Garnett's was back out. I remember when the Duke Up Tempo came back out in twenty eleven. We went to Columbia for the football game yeah. for South Carolina versus Auburn. Yeah. Came back down here, went to Decibel. I caught me a pair. Went out. No, we all right. So you know that little uh that spot right on Phosphate. Was it Wing Time? Yeah, if, if it was probably right, oh, right, right track, past the uh, wing time the railroad tracks. Yeah, so we went yeah. we went up to Columbia. This is October first, twenty eleven. I remember the day like it was yesterday. <laughs> went up to Columbia for the South Carolina Auburn game. Came back down here, went to Decibel, caught the sneakers, then went to Wing Time. Wow. Insane. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's, but I mean, I, that I was a good you. fucking day though. But I, I feel you, we, yeah. niggas used to. All right, so I remember um, we had a party at Toucan. Finish. Finished that shit. Went to the crib. Had like a after party because it was like after party at our house all the time, or it was a party at our house all the time. Mm. So we bounced and went up to state homecoming at like four in the morning. Got there, it's like niggas are in like house party. The house party was kind of going, but it was at that like creep time. Like <laughs> niggas are kind of like you know duck off with a little one. You know what I mean? People passed out, all kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like it was like. All right, we're going back to Charleston. So, drove right back to Charleston. And, yeah, that was a, a full last day. Crazy as fuck, but that was pointless. Like, why the fuck would we drive? Like, and we drunk. So, it's, like, stupid as fuck to drive all the way up to Columbia. Uh, not Columbia, to Orangeburg for, you know. Just like I said, during those times, I was just living like a wild Yeah, life. you really yeah. was just like, fuck yeah. it. We going to go, we going. Facts. You didn't really have to factor into too much shit. Yeah. yeah. But then, as time went on... I think when 
for me, when 2014, 15 came and you really started establishing, well, I started establishing myself in my job and my career and shit, like, you really had to, like, I really didn't get to see, like, my best friend to this day, we don't see each other as much as we did high school and post-high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I think after, like, 2011, man, we might see each other or talk to each other, like, on record, but that's still, like, my mans, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. It, that's just what it was. It's like it, we couldn't really do the shit that we used to do graduating post high school. Because like now it's like, oh, niggas is really ripping and running, ripping and running, ripping and running. And then when you see them, when you talk to them like, damn, bro, you remember 2010, 2011 when we went and we did that? Mm. Yeah, you look up, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. About to be 2023. Mm-hmm. Then before you know it, 2030. Because mm-hmm. you go, shit, 2030 rolled around. That's seven yeah, years. You know, your, your little cousins or nieces and nephews or your homies them niggas gonna be hitting thirty, yeah, yeah. and they gonna have and people gonna have children and all kind and people's kids appreciate growing up. I will say though, I appreciated, I appreciated the times that decade mm-hmm. in particular. Twenty tens was good, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will say I lived it up. Like I have, I mean, yeah. I spent a lot of fucking money. That's my only regrets, bro. Like, you think about you adding yeah. up the numbers in your head, oh like, bro, what like, the I remember, fuck? Like we went to the liquor store and it was like. Let's get something just obnoxious, like the biggest fucking bottle. This probably shit liquor, bro. But it was just a big ass. Cause we were throwing a party. Nigga got a yeah. fucking bottle came with a fucking suitcase. You know what I mean? Nigga just wanted the suitcase, though. Not really the bottle. Just stupid shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's still, you know, it's a learning lesson. You know what I mean? Everything. You're and those times, me. yeah, I lived it up, bro. Like great times. But I'm calm on that shit now. With yeah. me, it was the sneakers for sure. Yeah. That too. Well, I mean, for sure. It was, it was, it was <laughs> especially when I was working at Foot Locker. It was right. a different time though, also because it was you were able. Well, I was able to buy and flip shoes on eBay like, like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cell phones, same shit. Yeah. Like we had a. Then my dogs flipping the cellies. Nah, for real though. With this nigga, white dude up up the road in Canada. This nigga, blackberries, anything, bro, out the door, brand new, mm-hmm. boom, yeah. just Craigslist, eBay, slinging them shit, bro. Like it's. I ain't reselling, man. That was just a thing. Like, but it's it's evolved so much since then, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really evolved. But it's for me, I'm eBay's still my friend. You know what I mean? I still shop on eBay. I still well, buy. I haven't been on eBay. On eBay. Years, I, I still be on eBay too. Yeah, years, bro. Years. Still. I haven't been on eBay in years. Bro. Just because I, don't it's, what that I know it's layout just that, look like it's the guarantee shit. Like, if this shit is fake, nigga, you one they gonna reimburse me. Two, I can file a lawsuit through eBay with well with eBay um, against that person. You know mm. what I mean? Like if I want to take it that far. And a lot of times, them sellers so don't they want the neg- a lot of yeah, shit. Yeah, they don't want the negative review, bro. Because once you get the negative review, your sales yeah. go down. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they're gonna make sure. So eBay is gonna make sure it's authenticated. He's gonna make sure that he's selling you an authenticated product because he don't want it look bad. Yeah. And um, you gonna make sure you get your shit, you know. And then they are gonna have the authenticated <laughs> tag on it to make sure that you know right. it's authenticated. Yeah. So yeah. everybody just trying to cover themselves in that realm. But sometimes, and then it's also like when you shopping on there, you gotta know some things you could just look and tell. Be like, all right, that's that's fugazi. Yeah. And then sometimes if you're going for vintage things, you gotta be a little bit more cautious and a little bit more wary because yeah. sometimes those things. Or bootleg too, but yeah. you might not know it because there's no thing to really go back and say, oh well, this was made in this time. You can bring the tag, but sometimes you like it's just harder to authenticate now. I mean, the older products versus the newer products yeah. on eBay. So you just gotta kind of be wary when you 
going vengeance trying to shop. But for the most part, them shit be real too. Yeah. That's what's up. Like for real. I mean, you can catch some shit that you like. Just think of some shit like from your childhood. That shit probably is on eBay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I remember one time this shorty tried to get me. Um, I saw one of my Apple watches and shit on eBay. She was like, yo, like this shit didn't work or some shit. Sent me back a whole different watch, bro. Like, wow. This shit man. was not my watch, but she put the bands and shit on it. But what I always do is take a video and a picture of everything, scratches or no scratches, and it had no scratches. This bitch had a big old scratch coming across the bitch. I'm like, yeah, bro, this ain't my watch. And if you can see this shit, so I disputed this shit. eBay reimbursed me. Um, and yeah, basically, five, but like, they had like 30 days to respond. They never respond. So yeah, they, um, yeah they got their account suspended, all that shit. Man, that's, that's the best way to be, man. These niggas out here be ruthless, man. But, For real. Yeah, man. Shout, shout, out to, shout out to the great times, man. More yeah. great times to come. 2023, but, I think, is going to be another blur, but we'll, we'll see. see what we get there, man. But, we'll man, see what we get there, But, man. Drew, you write about that clothes shit because, bruh, like the 2020s, the 2020s, bruh, I remember one time I was working with my people. My mama got me this job. I tried it, bruh. And I was in, it was 2011, and... It was a state job, so you got paid at the end of the month. Mm. So like throughout my birthday and stuff, I, I didn't I didn't get any money and shit like that. So I'm just like, damn dog, like I'm just kind of like asked out on a an important day and shit. So man, at the end of the month, I ended up getting a check, and that check was for like thirteen hundred. This was I didn't think I was gonna make that much. I blew nine hundred of that money shopping. <laughs> Insane. See what I'm saying? I mean, at the time, we were 19, 20 years old. Yeah. I was 19. I blew yeah. 900 of that shit shopping. Yeah. I, I went to the outlet, and they had cough drop phones that were out. Yep. They had some other shit. Nigga, I bought all them shit, dog. I was going crazy. Like, I was going to the polo outlet, buying up shit. Like, I just was going... Them the days I just be like, dog, I wish I could have took that. I, 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 I was doing too much, bro. And then that's when Urban Outfitters was still pumping. Out Thirteen hundred is crazy. I was at Urban Outfitter Woo. going crazy. I'm talking about. I'm walking out with bags of just shit, mm. bucket hats, hoodie. Oh no, I'm not hoodies. Bucket hats, t-shirts, pants. Like, I went crazy working at Foot Locker, especially with them discounts. Yeah. See, but but you get friends? a discount though. But you get the discount. I'm buying all this shit retail, just being a jackass. Like, I spent. Yeah. I think I did some shit one time because I was. I, I I had moments where I'd be so fucking stubborn. Instead of me taking shit back, I would just go get another piece of clothing to make up for what you felt that was like. All right, this ain't hard enough, or I don't really like this. I need to buy something else. Yes. Instead of just oh, and I used to, <laughs> dog. Yes, I used to go because I it, I always felt like I was pressed for time for whatever reason. Yeah. So I was man. Let me go back up to the store and get something else. My homeboy, he would take some shit back. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Me, I would just go up there and get something else. And now I'm thinking about like, bro, that was so stupid, bro. And I'm thinking yeah. about the money that I spent in that duration. I'm like, that didn't make no sense. Absolutely made no sense, but. As you get older, you get wiser. Yeah, man. You just can't be being reckless, yeah. man. The 20s, you learn a lot. You experience a lot. You have fuck-ups. Yeah. And you try to have more good outcomes than the bad outcomes. Mm-hmm. For me, I think I have more good outcomes than the bad outcomes. But, yeah, man. The 30s, I feel like the 30s is going to be even better. 
yeah, you just gotta be wiser with your decisions. Man. Yeah, just you got know. of course you gotta be wiser with yeah. decisions as you get older. You have more responsibilities at hand, mm-hmm. of course. But yeah, man, I didn't get to talk about this last week, so I got to talk about it this week. Uh, Meek Mill had dropped a, a mixtape, man, like a real mixtape, not the shit that you know the artists still come back on, drop it on streaming mm-hmm. platform. That shit be stepped mm-hmm. on. Yeah, this is a real mixtape rapping over other people beats. Flamers Five. And I'm glad mm-hmm. Meek actually stuck to that format because when Flamers 5 was coming out, I'm thinking it was going to have new music on there, yeah. original music. Nah, this was like an official mixtape rapping other other people beats. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit was really fire, bro. Like, for Meek to really tap back into the mixtape bag, that was dope, bro. Like, it was on Dat Piff, live mixtapes. All that shit. I've seen people in the comments talking about what? Why? Put it on Apple Music. Put it on Apple Music. I'm like, bro, that shit wasn't going to get clear nah. put it on Apple Music. And and I really respect Meek for doing that because, you know, he go on the independent route. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, like, you know, how, you know, you see Meek's series of tweets. But I appreciated the series that he rolled off on this because he's talking about how, like, making 13 cents on a dollar per album, something yeah. like that. How uh, it cost him 20000 to make going bad or something like that. Mm. But it made the label, like, millions and shit. Yeah. And I was like, damn. It's like, he really talking about going to independent round. I think he's going to drop in another 30 days. I applaud him for that, man. That was a very dope mm, mixtape, man. Right. Shout out to Meek for that. Like, I haven't felt like that about a mixtape since 2012, 13. That sure. was like the last time we really had, like, that real feel of a mixtape, dog. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, on a lower level... Well, not want to say lower level, but not as popular as Meek. Uh, Currency has started back doing that as well. He had a series called The Eight Ball Jacket, yeah. where he was rapping over a lot of old beats and just putting that shit around that piff. And know, and to see you know Meek do it as well. But you know, of course, Meek is a bigger artist, you know, yeah, yeah, globally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, him doing that shit is dope as well because. It, you know, it hopefully it'll inspire more people to go that route because I miss those days where everything didn't have to be cleared and you could like, you know, hear people, you know, hear artists just rap over, you know, over the shit they really want to rap over. And, or, I, and they might throw one or two tracks of just they shit. Yeah, they yeah. shit. Yeah, it, it's, it was always a good like blend and good mix of that, you know, as well. So... I applaud Meek doing that shit, and I hope other people continue to do that, you know, because maybe we could get more of, like you said, that feel back, that feel of like, okay, when a mixtape was kind of like a mixtape, there was, it, it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just like a basically like a free album, it was a mixtape, so mm-hmm. Meek doing that, that shit was hard. Yeah, we already know who was notorious for doing that. Of course, I mean, of course. Of course, like just putting out free music, putting yeah. out free, but I think that benefits, Yeah, I think it benefits the, uh... The artists and their fan base because mm. it keeps you in tune, wanting more, wanting more, mm. wanting more. You see what I'm saying? Of course, you got to have a level. Of, you got to have some balance within that too, because you yeah. don't want to just do oversaturate, over, yeah. yeah, oversaturate yourself. But bro, like, I think Meek doing this in 2022 benefits him so much mm-hmm. because people are wait, waiting for that. I will go to the link or whatever link he got and go buy his album for ten dollars. I would okay. do it. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what his next project gonna be like, but I feel like this was a great warm up. He killed mm-hmm. that. Uh, God did that. Mm-hmm. Living wild. That's my shit. Okay. Tomorrow, of course, he did. Um, last, last. That wait for you killed mm-hmm. that. Like me, and he did the cannon. That's oh, yeah. what he really, he really took it back to the time when he did mm-hmm. the cannon. I'm like, yeah. oh no, Meek definitely back in his flamers bag mm-hmm. for real, for real. Because if I mean, if you a Meek Mill fan, you knew he was really heavy in the mixtape game too. Yeah, at one point, yeah, with flamers. 
you know, Dream Chasers. We ain't got to mm. speak about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Philadelphia, that mixtape yeah. is very underrated. Mm-hmm. That's the shit when he had Rose Red right. on there. Yeah. He had, uh, what else he had on there? He had, uh, that's when he I was. Go fr- back and look at that yeah. shit. But yeah, me got some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think we just, I think he just got a newfound hunger, man. Yeah, man. Hey, at this point in his career, separating is- from the label, I think really just boosted mm-hmm. his, mm-hmm. like his hunger. Yeah, it's the second. It's the second wind of his career now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going all the way independent. He'll be able to control his own moves and do what he wants to do. So you know, shout out to Meek. I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm the biggest Meek Mill fan, yeah. but you know, I would definitely respect the move because at the end of the day, you know, you want to take your career in your own hands. You didn't been you didn't been through the record label. You done been through the the carousel of the record mm-hmm. label business. So it's like you know what you want now. So just go ahead and do the shit, and you know. I think I think you know he and then I meet got a good fan base so he'll succeed at Facts. this you know what I'm saying it's not like he a nigga who just always was dependent on the label he been had something built before he was even signed so for him to go and be independent that's just only going to work for him you know of course it's going to be harder and I don't know if this is true or not but do people really get blackballed when they decide to go independent Cause I've heard some people say that, like when they choose to go independent, uh, sometimes Tory they'll Lanes get blackballed or they'll feel like yeah. they're not going to get the certain looks, even though you might have built relationships with somebody, but that was strictly through the label. So that once they leave the label, they just be like, "Oh, nigga, you know, we don't." I think Tory Lanez had talk, talked about that on uh, after the whole Meg incident mm-hmm. when they start drop. He he highlighted that on one of the records, but actually he just posted his uh, his Spotify. I want to read the I want to read the caption because for him to do that it was that says a lot honestly, bro. Um, for him to do that, you know, with all this shit clouding over his head, um, so he had nine hundred ninety one point nine million streams, fifty eight, a billion, fifty eight million listeners, fifty million hours, hundred eighty three countries. Um, he made nine million off one billion streams. That says a lot. And you know, Meek in one of Meek tweets, he said he make on the low end, he make a million a month. A lot of artists don't do that. Yeah. That's on the low end. But you got to- so He's but, very fortunate, bro. He is, but you also got to kind of think of where Meek is at in his career. Somebody might be looking at that like, bro, you've been in this shit since blah, blah, blah. You only yeah. make a million a month. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of depends, you know? It, is, oh, it do depend on the artist because yeah. there's a lot of artists who came around Meek time who ain't making what he making. That is true. That is true. So for him to That's still be sustained, yeah. That I mean, of course, because at the end of the day, this is off of your catalog. This ain't like this ain't even like all the way new music. So you you throw a million a month in with music, and then you do shows and verses and appearances and endorsement deals. So I mean, I remember when he said up. in one of his tweets, he said he asked the label uh, about going bad the record. It made them like I can't remember the number that they made. And then he asked mm. one, "What did I make off it?" And they was like, "Uh, oh damn!" And he was like, "Damn, bro!" Like damn. It, it it really opened his eyes to like how that. Mm. Sh- but I remember when Murphy Lee was talking about that. He was like, "Bro, you're not gonna make no money after they give you the advance." He's yeah. like, "They give you that money up front, mm-hmm. and then after that, all that shit go to them." Yeah. 
And if you make anything else, he's like, you either going to get it on the front end or on the back end. But what they give you is what you get. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's why a lot of them so big on the show money yeah. and shit like that. Cause, yeah, because at the end of the day, the, the, art, the label is investing into the yeah, artist. It is an investment. So they need to see their return first. But like, So they're going to give you, we'll give you a million up front. We need our million. We need our money in return. But you know, within doing that in return, there's always the contracts of you know the residual and things like that. So yeah, they're going to make the million back off you and plus... Plus whatever else came from that. Came from that. So great. You remember that mm-hmm. video uh, uh, some years back when Dane Dash was breaking down a million dollars? You remember that shit? Yeah, I remember. I mean, that was on MTV. That shit was crazy. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember he was talking about that. Niggas saying he was going 50000 on clothes, 50000 on jewelry. You got to get you a house... You ain't got good credit. So all of that was look. All of that was just. All of that was back then was for the look though, to look like the rapper. Because because I mean they always call it like the kit. You gotta have the, the kit. kit. You gotta have your you know your jewelry. You gotta have you know a good, a really good watch. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? But like like I said, a lot of them niggas don't have it. That's somebody up front and you some money for you to go and get your kit instead of like naturally. Because you know there's some niggas who naturally built their kit dog. You could tell when the rapper was first coming up, he had his one chain. Then he dropped his other chain. Oh. Then he had, you know what I'm saying? Like Natural, build, yeah. Did yeah. some of these niggas come in with six chains already? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll come in with six chains already. Yeah. You know, so it's like it, it be, you know, it should be, you know, it be different, man. It be levels, it be different, but I, feel, I think the yeah. artists going independent. Well, it, it can start a wave, man. It's kind of like. The labels coming. That's why I remember last year when they talked about if Drake was to go independent, how it would fuck up labels. Yeah. And I think had Drake gone independent because you know with at the drop of a dime, people is gonna hit that link to go get yeah, his shit. Yeah, of course. He's 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 demanded that type saying? of so, you know respect yeah. as an artist. So yeah. him getting whatever with the four hundred for the Patrick Mahomes type bag for yeah. the label, that's warranted. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like he could get way more than that, but. Like I think going independent for certain artists could change the tide, man. It could. I'm never. Yeah. I'm not ever gonna say the labels don't have a place and they don't hold value because they do. Because yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of artists do need that push. They do mm-hmm. need that, you know, that investment up front. Yeah. Like the labels have a good place. It's just certain practices, mm-hmm. of course. You know, the conversation will continue to be had yeah. that can can be better on on their end and on the artist end. A lot yeah. of artists be fucking up their situations too. And then sometimes a lot of artists aren't kind of realistic with themselves. Yeah. Because it's like, bruh. Certain artists like like Blue Da Vinci, yeah. <laughs> that you remember that clip? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit? It was like it was like. Of course, we like, know some oh, shit was sucks. going on. This nigga sucks. I was like, oh shit, damn. They sh- but man, them boys shit on Blue Dog. They shit it on Blue. I wasn't a big Blue Da Vinci fan. No offense, but you know it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But how it's like you know when you go in as like the artist. Some artists got to just realize like, bruh. You might have a hot song, but a lot of times they're going to work with that song. They're not necessarily working with you. Like, they're working with that song. They don't really even know you as the artist. So you got to be realistic. Like, okay, do I take this long-ass deal or do I take what they they, they think they know of me of and then I try to give them more? So it just for me is it's like some artists are kind of delusional in the fact that like, oh, I need, I, I need a million dollars. I need this and that. It's like, no, bro, you have one. You got one song out. And then some people, like some artists, you got to realize kind of like what fan base you're in. You know what I'm saying? What drives you to, you know, to this audience and things like that. You know, some audience, you know, if you got somebody who's like a Kendrick Lamar type, you know, 
his audience, don't get me wrong, it's going to be a big audience, but it's like you're probably going to have to grow with that audience. Besides, if you get a nigga who kind of on some, you know, some, you know, some trap shit or whatever the case may be, that audience probably might be a little bit more broader. Yeah. So he's, you know, with the with that artist, you don't have to really. You got to grow with one artist, but then the other artist, you could just give him a bag and then, you know, he'll do whatever you do. But sometimes in those situations, you can get fucked up too because they just throw you the bag and then they just kind of leave you there and then you, yeah, from a certain area, lost. yeah, you lost. You know what I'm saying? You just a nigga with some bread, but you don't have no direction versus the other nigga where they might not give him as much, but they want to work and build and grow with him. Like I say, for instance, like, you know, a West Side Boogie. I'm not the biggest West Side Boogie fan, but mm-hmm. I can see that, like, bruh, so he saw he was signed with Interscope, and then he just slowly just started building, building, building. But he make different kind of music than a trap nigga, so, you know, you couldn't just give him all that money and just be like, all right, go go do something. You'd have to you'd have to work with him, you know, more artist development. And I feel like there should be more artist development on the trap side, too, because I feel like a lot of times labels do just give these kind of niggas money and just leave them on their way. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like they don't want no no assistance. They don't want to give out no assistance to the yeah, artists. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as like artist development, so I mean that's just my little you know tit on that. You know what I'm saying? But I fuck with it. I fuck mm-hmm. with it. I just think with Meek, especially Meek being this uh this how can I say consistent throughout his career. I mean mm-hmm. Meek ten plus years in now. Yeah. And a lot of artists don't really last that long as far as like main having mm-hmm. um. Relevance and mm-hmm. shit like that. We're speaking of, you know, Boosie yeah. started the Civil War again. Yeah. Boosie started another Civil War on the timeline, man. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, social media, you know, he, he had comments regards as the uh, to Jay Z and you know um, his relevancy and shit like that. I want to actually see if I have the clip. I think I do have it. I want to play it just so everybody can see exactly what he said. Um. Where we at? What do you, what did you think about his comments though while I'm looking at it though? While I'm looking for it. Did you think he was out of pocket for it or did you think he was accurate? Cause a lot of people feel I mean, depending on the reason, a lot of people feel like Boosie was accurate with what he was saying with Hove. I mean I can understand it, but at the end of the day, why are we judging certain people's relevancy on whether they get played in the club or not? That's my that's my that's why like, at the end bro. of the day, Hove is Hove. Like he's always gonna be relevant. He just got a he just all nominated for Grammy for God did. So I mean, I understand what Boozy talking about as far as being in the club and being in the South. Like, you know, there are a lot of people in the South who listen to Jay-Z, but there are a lot of motherfuckers in the South who do not listen to Jay-Z, do not Mm, care for Jay-Z. So at the end of the day, you know, if, you know, I can understand where Boozy's coming from as far as, you know, being in the club, but with a nigga like Hove, we're not really judging his relevancy on whether his music is being played in the club or not. Because the club nigga don't dictate relevancy. The nigga's man. classical. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A, a so lot it's going to be club staples. Yeah. It's it depends like, on the artist. And it's like in hip hop, it's like, bro, why we do this? Like, niggas don't be like, oh, is, is, is Shakespeare music, you know, relevant to today's time? Like, or niggas don't be like, oh, is Garth Brooks music's development, uh, you know, relevant in today's time? If it's classical, it's classical. Yeah. The shit just gonna but, stay. Yeah, people gotta stop using the club argument. Yeah, that's, like, had yeah. J, like, I felt like, excuse me, I felt like had Boosie was like on some shit, like, 
you know, we really don't care for Hove like that, like they do mm-hmm. up there. I can understand that. When you yeah. throw in the relevancy aspect, now you're just telling a lie. Because when Hove gets ready to drop some shit, rather be a verse, we either hearing about it before it drop or everybody's stopping what they're doing listening to it. Same thing with Cole, yeah. same thing with Kendrick, but they're not close staples. Yeah. Boosie is very relevant in the South. Yeah. He's they a, probably don't care for him like that up north. It's, it's the same. It's all regional at the end of the day. Well, I, I, well, I will say this though: when it comes to Boosie, there might be a, a little bit of places that don't rock with Boosie, but for the majority of the part, bro, every bit of the country rocks with this nigga's music. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if you're from fucking Northern California, if you're from Kansas City, if you're from fucking Milwaukee, if you're from Chicago. The only areas that might not eat that that shit, I think. If I had to judge how far boozy music go up north, I'd probably say maybe to Baltimore. You think so? I know so. People in Baltimore, in Baltimore they okay. love Lil Boosie in Baltimore. Um, I'd probably say maybe Baltimore. I don't know. Philly, Philly may or may. I'm not too sure. But I know for a fact it goes all the way up to Baltimore. And then when it comes to like the Midwest, his music's all over the Midwest. Milwaukee, Ohio. You know, because you got to think at the end of those days, those people are Southern people too. They just migrated. All of those people, if you're from Detroit or whatever the case may be, more than likely your people are from like Arkansas or from like Alabama or some shit. If you're from New York, then your people are from like North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. you know, type type shit. So a lot of people, when they ears listening, bro, they listening to like the they even know that they're you know living in like you know the Midwest. Their their lineage is of the South. So southern music, so they're going to be taken to southern music. That's what I'm probably saying. Earlier like, than, yeah. These conversations are always going to boil back to it, the, the regional conversation, because yeah. but both artists are relevant. Yeah, they're both re- and their respective rights. They're both they're both but relevant. There do be yeah. a little bit of disrespect on, on on both sides in terms of both artists. Like, you know, at the end of the day, Hove of course is the bigger artist. Boosie is a big artist in the South. You see what I'm saying? I feel like Boosie's a big artist nationally. I don't think he's just a big artist in the South. That's what I'm saying. I think he's just a... You think niggas in the West Coast fuck with Boosie? Go to Northern California. They fuck with Boosie heavy. They fuck with Boosie heavy. Because a lot of those people who are from Northern California, they people originally from Louisiana. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's all a connection there. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you really think about it, how the music spreads and how it sticks. Yeah. People fuck with them boy. Like, people fuck with Boosie in Northern California. Southern California, they got their own thing, their own region, their mm-hmm. own culture, shit like that. Northern California does as well, but I'm just saying as far as, like, the people. And I'm pretty sure niggas in LA fuck with Boosie, too. Maybe not as hard as they do in other regions, but I know for a fact in Northern California, they fuck with Boosie tough. Mm-hmm. Boosie, you know Boosie dropped the album this year? I don't listen to new Boosie. I listen to old Boosie, so I wouldn't know. Like, <laughs> he dropped the album in February, bro. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I definitely listen to old, old Boosie. Yeah, I don't yeah. listen to new Boosie. I really don't listen to new Boosie. No offense, you know, but. Yeah, I just feel like when. I think. And every time we had the regional conversation, he's always a common denominator in yeah. the shit. Hove is always a common denominator in the. Com- I don't know who it was the last time. But it's. But, but it's like they use him as the one to have the conversation. I'm like, why y'all. Using Hove like that don't even make sense to me. Like and also like if it's not for nothing, Hove fuck with the South, like Hove fuck with the South. So definitely do, you know. But a, a, we not gonna play super and act like when he when he get ready to drop some shit or a verse. Yeah, people, how you may be, the people are gonna listen. Yeah, to people are shit. gonna tune into yeah, whether if you like rap music, if you like hip hop music, if you like hip hop culture, whether you 
personally like his music or not, you're probably going to at least you might tune in a little bit, but you ain't about to get. You might not give it a deep dive, but you're going to listen. Do you think relevancy is a fact based thing or subjective? I think it varies on which artist. And I think when it comes to music and hip hop, there's so many different kind of variables because you might somebody who might be big in the underground, they're relevant in the underground, but to mainstream, people might not view them as relevant because they're not selling or on the radio. But you have might have some people who are hot on mainstream, but on the street level, niggas don't care about their music. Mm. So it to me it really depends on the artist. His their version of relevancy. Because you have some like artists chance a rapper. Some people might view him like he 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 is relevant to the big name corporations and the mad the, the, the you know the the mainstream, mm. but niggas not bumping that shit in the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Niggas even even people in like in his field are not bumping him like that. I think the internet you know kind of dictates that too as well. It can. It can. It could definitely sway opinion. It can definitely sway some some people's opinion about an artist. Because that's why I said the radio, well, not the radio, the club is not really determining if you hot or not. But a lot of de- people is at home listening to music. But at the same time, it depends what kind of artist you are. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because if you're an artist, if you're a club artist, if you're you a got, club artist, you got to yeah. be relevant in the club. You have to be relevant. Or if you're a street artist, you got to be relevant in you know the streets, the clubs, the fucking strip joints. Like you got to be relevant in the areas that you need to be relevant in. At you know what I'm saying. So if you're a street artist, you need the club. The club is the club is where you know you. Test your music because if niggas ain't feeling you in a club, niggas probably not gonna be feeling you in you know so an in like, their headphones. So artists like Kendrick and Cole, you think they benefited from the internet being that they aren't big club staples? Yeah, of course. Because how else they you was gonna they really get their music? What they are today without the internet? No, you don't think so? No, the internet completely got them to people that more or less wouldn't have known or even thought about. Listen, I didn't know even knew who the hell they were until I went on a blog site online. Mm. I had no clue who a Kendrick Lamar was until I got on a blog site. I had no clue who a J. Cole was. The first J. Cole tape I saw was on, I want to say, Two Dope Boys, and it was the warm-up. You know what I'm saying? It was the warm-up. That was the first time I ever- It was like 07, 08. Yeah, that was the first time I ever seen, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the internet definitely is the major reason why we know these particular artists because there's certain artists because you know think about it back in the day you would go to it like let's say you were an executive or the case or a and r or something you're going to the club you're going to the club you're <laughs> going to the club to hear what is new you know what i'm saying and if you're a club artist they're hearing you first before they hear the the person who maybe not be a club artist they pretty much you got to kind of find their music you got to go they, they would have to go and physically give you their music back then or you you would have to find them at a showcase or back in the day niggas would have ciphers and you would run into a cipher and pull a nigga or some some shit like that but you know for a club artist those these kind of people are coming to there because they want to hear what's new now and but once it got to that 2708 mm-hmm. more the, the internet is more prevalent people are more people are now finding the artists that they deem that they like and they can have a personal connection with because you can find them on the inter, you, you can find them on the internet mm-hmm. and that's you know and they feel more connected to that music with like in that way than a more or less you know 
Well, I don't want to say more connected, but it's just this is the way that they can their music can be heard and can be found by masses of people besides having to go to the club. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it definitely was a boost. And it was beneficial, especially like I mean, today is just a complete one eighty from let's say oh four and oh five. Even though yeah. you had the internet rise, but now with like the direct like two seconds, I could get a song yeah. type shit. Like it's just different because I do miss the times of going actually logging in on the computer, mm. going to get some shit, putting it on my drive, and then yeah. transferring and shit like that. But now it's just it's so easier. And actually, I actually want to get on my drive just to see what all I got on there because I know I got folders and folders and folders of shit. Yeah. And I think, you know, with time, there's always evolution. Things, mm-hmm. will, con- things will continue to change. I think we reached the peak as far as the access to music. Yeah. I mean, of course, at first you had the records. Mm-hmm. Then after records, you had tapes. Mm-hmm. Okay, after tapes, you had... CDs. CDs. In between, you had the A-track. Mm-hmm. Now you have... Then you had the MP3 player. Okay. Mm-hmm. When when the MP3 player got introduced, that was like 05. That had to tell people, I think it was a little bit before then, too. You, you might think that. I'm thinking 02, 03. For real? MP3 players? Yeah. Oh, I was For sure. I didn't have one. My first one was about 04. Well, I'm not saying 05. me, I had one, but yeah. the, the introduction. Okay, okay. Then. So I think when you start introducing mm-hmm. the internet, the internet had to be. Like, when the internet really got introduced, like, 94, 95, mm-hmm. that had to put... And a lot of people didn't think it was going to last. Yeah. Then you you factor in, okay, cell phones, and then the, just all that shit is a culmination mm-hmm. of... When the phones really started introducing the music player... Remember the Nokia phone that had the, the music player on the side? Yeah. When I think that's when they really had to sit back and realize, this shit is going to go to another level in about 10 to 15 years. Mm. And you got to think this is probably 05, 06, 07. Yeah, because I remember. we're not going to even imagine. And now it's like, what else can there, what, mm-hmm. what can be the evolution from a stream? I don't think there is nothing else. Uh, I don't know. Because remember, Sony and the Sony Ericsson came out in 05 as well, mm-hmm. where they had the music on there. So that was another one. And then I think after that, that's when... Because you know also I think maybe could have played a part in that shit is maybe the ringtones too. That because too, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the thing of like people wanting to hear their music. You remember the commercials w- for that shit, bro? Text, da 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 Yeah. <laughs> Damn, bro. You took that back. That was a long deal, bro. You took that back. <laughs> Word, bro. Yeah. That was a time, yeah, bro. that was a time. You took that back. Damn. Takes da 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 to get yeah. this ringtone right now. Two ninety nine. What? One forty nine ninety nine cents. Yeah. Shit was crazy, bro. Mm. Shit was crazy. That was a time. But yeah, you're right. That I, the the ringtone probably had some influence on that too. Yeah. Because now people are getting to hear, you know, the ringtone. It's another form of getting the music, you know, through the phone. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? By instead of getting a record, you know, having a ringtone play, you know, niggas are customizing their shit. And, you know, it's just another, like you said, it was just another way of expansion. And then eventually we get to the point where you could have your whole album on the phone and you mm-hmm. get to the iTunes. And then next thing you know, we have Apple Music. And I really don't know where we go from streaming after this point. Mm. Is there any other way? That's 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 why I was asking. Like that shit, that shit might be done, bro. Like I think we reached the pinnacle of it. I mean, I think it's just going to be done in different ways. Like remember when Kanye had the little speaker shit that had Donda two on it? Mm-hmm. I oh, think it the might, stem player. The stem player, yeah, the stem player. I think it's just going to be different forms of that, or people just getting their music out on their own platform. I think with the stem player, it was um, 
I think it was a great idea. Mm. But then when you get the sim player, is it like just that? Just that only album? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's a Because good question. you get to put like, damn, can I get a sim player <laughs> to where I can, you know, mix some yeah, shit up? Yeah. That's why everybody loves like I don't know I don't I don't have Spotify so I don't mm. know if Spotify is like Apple in terms of I think Spotify is more big on playlisting yeah like with with uh with Apple Music you can just if you want to just get one song you can get one song mm-hmm. so I mean I don't know but uh I think a lot of people have become comfortable and just love the convenience of the Apple Music and shit yeah. like that where they could just get a or the title mm-hmm. and shit like that just get a song or. If you don't even got to get the whole album when the album come out, if you want, you can add particular songs yeah. from an album if you want, and then just make your own playlist. Make your own, make your own shit. Because I see it all the time, like when people add, like when her loss came out, <laughs> Ice, Ice was talking about how, you know, this is a Drake album on my phone. So like he he took certain songs out there mm-hmm. that it was mostly Drake rapping on. He just like yeah, this is a Drake album. On my phone. Yeah. So. I think just the access, but I don't think there's nothing beyond what we have now that will just, you know, over make top, it big. Over, but yeah, I want to know who that. set the metric for what a stream is worth. That's what I want to know. I feel like they just made that shit up. Who says you only can get one dollar off ten thousand streams? I mean, like that's crazy because it's like the the streaming services are in bed with the music with the music labels, so mm-hmm. they're gonna try to make it to where. Yeah, we're gonna give them money, but we're gonna need to make the majority of the money. So <laughs> yeah, get them so, boy, you know. Get them boy. Office. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like, was in the office like, bruh, we gonna go ahead and, and, and set it up to where I mean it's kinda like the C D shit. And but but the C D, the thing is back then, CDs were physical. Mm-hmm. So But geez, they still wasn't making that much money yeah, off of, off of C D. That is true, but if you're an ind- if you were an independent artist. Oh, that's different. That's different, yeah. but if you, you was were, getting all that, yeah, you was getting all. You was getting your whole thirteen dollars per CD. But if you were on a label, they would have to go. Oh, I only, you know, I need to get three dollars a copy, five dollars a copy, maybe some shit like that. I don't know, you know, because them label, because them deals were fucked up back then too. So them mm-hmm. niggas could have been getting fifty cent a copy on a record. You know what I'm saying? And you'd have to move. Think how much records you'd have to move. Just like in the streaming business, think how much people got to download your shit. People, how much people got to hit play? So what kind of is the same thing, and you know, in a, in a you know, just in different ways. Because, like you said, who determines the price of the stream, or who back then determined the price of the CD? Like, it's like they made they just made up made up a metric. Mm-hmm. That was another question that Meek was asking. Like, yeah. who came up with this that you only get X amount of dollars on X amount of streams? Like, who yeah. who made that up? Who made that up? Because they, if you think about it, if they did like a dollar a stream, if, 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 but how does it break down? Cause it's like, how does Apple get their money? It's a collective or effort. How does, you know what I'm saying? You know, they up the price on us. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, that is true. They just it put it at 1099, right? 1099. Yeah. So it's like, how does Apple get their money? How do you get your money? How does the label get their money? Is it going to be broken down three ways equally? You know, which I feel like if it is a certain, if it, if it's like that, then I mean, personally, I feel like that should be a way, you know, break it three ways equally. But, you know, the label felt might feel like they hold more weight because they doing more. The artist might feel like they, I need more weight because I'm the one rapping and doing it. So it's always, I feel like it's always going to be a conflict with this shit, man. I don't think, well, unless you go independent, I feel like the artist will never truly feel like they get what they deserve. 
Hmm. Right. It's a risk at the same time too. Mm-hmm. But you really get to see who really fuck with you when you go indie. Yeah, that's true. You really get to see who fuck with you when you go because indie niggas for sure. don't got budgets to be giving you, you know, fifty thousand, a hundred thousand a verse. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna do it just off the strength? I was looking at a Hit Boy interview when he, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot who he was talking to. Talking about the academics one? No, uh-uh. I think it was with Budden. And he was talking about like how much, how much uh, does he charge for a beat? And he's like, if you a new artist and a new artist trying to get Hit Boy on this shit, how much is going to run him? He's like, well, it go, it's going to be cash for sure. Yeah. He's like, uh, 30 can get you something. 30 can get you something, 40. He's like, and it was like, they was just throwing out numbers. 40, he's like, yeah, 40 gets you something. But it got to be cash. Yeah. No, don't play when it comes to that shit. Hit Boy. Because Hit Boy definitely is very sick. He's a great producer. Great producer. Shout out to Hit Boy. I love his production. And then the thing with Hit Boy is like, for somebody giving him, you know, 40 cash, that's basically the 40 cash is really just see if you serious. Mm-hmm. Because he probably ain't fucking with nobody that he don't like. Or don't see if he could have an interest in. Cause so, I know it's hard for a new artist yeah. to probably want to get a staple producer on their shit. I know yeah. it could be hard. That producer would have to pretty much go and find them, you know, to be like, oh, I handpicked you to go and fuck with you. And you trying a, to reach out to them is kind yeah, of probably hard as fuck. Yeah, it probably is because they got thousands of people trying to get beats from them. And then know? of of you know higher notoriety, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I know it could be a because even with him when he was starting off, I think everybody reaches that though. Yeah, everybody reached a certain level. I was the one who was trying to yeah. knock down the doors and send mm-hmm. the emails and da And I got people coming at me trying to get that. But yeah, man, I mean, you gotta pay the producers though. I'm always big on that. You gotta yeah. pay your producers, man, because mm-hmm. a lot of producers be getting fucked too. And then if you a new producer coming up in the game, you gotta balance out the sacrifices you might gotta yeah. make. Like, damn, do I want to charge? You know, let's say little baby this X amount, or do is him getting all my shit enough? I yeah. feel like you still need to charge them. Well, I f- uh, it depends. To me, it depends because, one, what kind of relationship are you trying to build with this artist? Because you could have somebody who, <clears throat> let's say, you know, like, like you know, it is a big name artist and you do rock and, you know, y'all got a song together, you know, and the song blow and do good. But you might feel like, okay, that's just, you know... I just did that just to do that. That's just to hit. You know, I gave birth one. You know what I'm saying? Or you could have the person that you kind of, the artist that you kind of work with, you know, you you guys continuously do projects together. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of, and then you guys rise together in that way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, everything is really just depending on, you know, as far as, you know, on the producer side, you know, do you want to grow that relationship or do you just, you know, take your hit and just... Right out, because there's a lot of niggas like the same thing. Almost what what Hit Boy's talking about with Racks in the middle, with Roddy just yes. you know he got on scene, yes. did the one he ain't get he ain't get back to bruh. So it depends how you want to look at. You could tell Hit Boy was probably like, bruh, we we did something great on Racks in the middle. Let's keep building on that. Mm-hmm. And Roddy was like, shit, nigga, I got my hit. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to go and fuck with somebody else or fuck with the people who I've been fucking with. So. I definitely fuck mm-hmm. with it. I understand it. I, mm-hmm. I think you just gotta, you know, understand and basically producers have like a clientele, basically. Basically, when you, when they you have think about it. Yeah, and, and you know, it's so when you, crazy when they, especially when they reach a certain status. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy that you brought that up because me and Mo was talking a little bit about the Heroes and Villains album, the Metro Boomin album that mm-hmm. just came out. Mm-hmm. Now there were some people who I saw on the internet trying to say, "Oh, we don't want to sound like 2017," like. 
people, you know, people were saying that. I mean, oh. to me, it to me, it's you know, I can but understand. When I hear that, it's like, well, did you even like it in 20, 2017 is not old. That's fucking five years ago. Hey, but some people are bringing it to that like that, like, oh, this is you know, twenty seventeen. You know, this is sounding. But for me, with Metro, um, the album is cool. It doesn't blow me away. It's cool. He's got the, and this is where it's like, why you said like, so you have a clientele. He works with the same people over and uh-huh. over again. Sometimes if the sound don't kind of refresh, it can sound so a little bit So it's other producers redundant. on this album? Um, yeah. Or I, artists? Yeah, it, it's him mainly producing. I think, I, I, um, I know Honorable C-Note was one of the producers as well on the album. Not the whole album, Honorable but like C-Note a song. Honorable C-Note is a dope producer. Yeah, he's hard. He's, he's one hard. of my... I like him. Mm-hmm. And so... It's you know I don't know if there's other people working in on the album, but I know it's majority his production. But the the the, the consensus well not saying the consensus was because of the overall I say like the album is still a, a cool album. Um, sometimes it just sounds a little bit redundant because I, we just had her loss, mm-hmm. and some of these beats are you know like the songs with twenty one on them. They kind of sound like. I don't know. It just sounds. It just sounds like okay. I just heard this on this. Now I'm hearing this on this, and nothing really kind of sounds. Everything kind of sounds the same. So the album is cool, but I can kind of understand people's viewing of like okay, you you know you work even like you said. Um, producers have a clientele that they kind of people that they strictly mm-hmm. mainly work with. It's like all right, you're working with the same people producing the same type of sounding record. So it's not like on some All Heroes Wears Capes, because that shit hard. That shit's gas. That shit's hard. All Heroes Wear Capes. I still spin that. Yeah, that shit's hard. All Heroes Wear Capes, to me, is better than Heroes and Villains. Okay. To me. Because a lot of this, it just, and then it just kind of sounds just a little bit, I don't know. It just sounds kind of, to me, it just sounds a little bit redundant in a sense, a little so bit. So there's, like, no, there's, there's a sound, but... There's not different variations of it. It's not. It's not. It's different. like all that shit sounds. Yeah, all that shit low key kind of starting to sound the same, bro. Damn. All that shit low key like starting to sound the same. Because like all heroes wear capes. It has a sound to it, but there's a lot of different hard beats, beats yeah. like under that yeah. tree, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. But all that shit kind of like to me personally, like the Don Tolliver song. I forgot which one it was. That shit was hard. That shit was a little different, but. A lot of that shit kind of sound a, a tad bit redundant. Even though the sound is the sound now, but it's like, bro, you can do very different variations of the sound. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I mean, but the overall album cool. I'm not I don't got no gripes with it. It's a cool album, but I can kind of see where people are having their, you know, their 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 dis distaste a little bit as far as like the same people being on it, kind of sounding the same. You know, giving the same type of same type of performance on the record. You know, the Travis Scott records, to me, they're okay. They're mm-hmm. not like, don't really blow me away. I, I did, the one record I did like, though, I liked the um, the t- RP Takeoff and I liked the A-Side Rocky joint. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, for the most part, it was just kind of, you know, I would like for him to work with more artists besides this, like when he does, because he has this list of people that he kind of mm-hmm. work with. I would like to for him to kind of branch out and kind of like do a little bit more with mm-hmm. more artists because even he had Young Nudie on there. Young Nudie got an artist on there that's going crazy in his camp called Baby Drill that's going crazy in Atlanta right now. That would have been dope to see Baby Drill on the Metro booming. You know what I'm saying? Mixed in with the 21 if you wanted to keep him on there, whatever the case may be. But I just feel like there's a lot of 
there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of ways to do the sound, but just like do it in refreshing ways, maybe mixing it up with different rappers instead of kind of having the same consistent rappers mm-hmm. on the same consistent beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's not wrong with it's not wrong with that, but me personally, I would just like to see the mix up a little bit of different rappers. Even if you use the same kind of sounds, just have different rappers on it. You know what I just realized? So I was talking to this girl yesterday, and she told me she she makes beats. Okay. And she been making beats since like oh three, but she just do it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, bro, there is no notable women producers in the rap game, bro. I think there's a couple. I forgot what the girl. I think her name was Wonder Girl. I want to say. Um, but I just thought about that. Like throughout my whole life, I never known a woman like a notable woman producer. Yeah, notable like a. a like I'm a talking man. about like a yeah. metro, like yeah. a yeah, you know. like a uh, David Banner, like yeah. the list goes on, yeah. like Pharrell, Kanye West, like. Nah. It's always been male dominated as far as producers, bro. Mm-hmm. Think about that shit. Yeah, like, that is true. There's never true. been a woman producer like when you hear the beat come on and you hear their tag. Oh, that's that's a, yeah. That's 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 who that is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like. But it's kind of crazy because Missy Elliott produced. Okay, well, yeah, but but we but, know we recognize her more as a rapper, rapper as a rapper, yeah, I as a rapper, yeah. Then, yeah, you're right. We do got Missy. We do got Missy. Yeah. But just like in terms of that's their thing. Yeah, yeah. We don't yeah, have that yet. The main have, woman yeah. who's a beat maker. Yeah, we don't have. Who's a beat have maker, that. bro? Yeah. That shit threw me for a loop yesterday when she mm-hmm. told me that shit, and I told her, I'm like, bro, now I think about it, there isn't really no notable woman producers, bro. They really are just on the artist side. Yeah. They're either a rapper or a singer. I don't know why there isn't that. I feel like women would make great producers. I agree too. Word, they make great producers. They know how to sequence and coordinate and. Things like that. So yeah. I think that shit would that shit would be far. I think that should be something that should be highlighted more. Mm-hmm. Or you know, hey, ladies out there, if you're listening, man, like get into the producer. Even bag. even on the R and B side, I don't know of them, man. It's usually the male. Males yeah. dominating that shit yeah. too. Yeah, because you got to think every big, every big R and B singer, the, all their producers were male, whether it be man or woman. You know what I'm saying? They always worked with the males on that as on that aspect. I never, like you said, I don't, I don't really see that. They need, that needs to happen soon, man. I feel that's like that gonna happen soon. That knew that gonna happen soon because that'll be we hard. We need some woman producers that'd out here, hard. bro. When she woman, told me that, when she mm-hmm. told me that, I was, I was like, damn. Now that I think about it, there really isn't no notable woman producers mm-hmm. out here. That'd be dope. Like, like a woman producer rapper combo. Facts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit would be hard, bro. That shit would be hard. Yo, you saw that crazy story about the producer and Ashanti? Yeah, that nigga was fire. That that's sick. sick. Yeah, that's fire, bro. Nigga told her 40K or we could take a shower together. That's disgusting. Like, bro, like, why, like, it's got to be business, fam. This shit is business, dog. This shit is business. I, unfortunately, be bro, I'm not surprised, bro. Yeah. I know a woman artist on the low level, she said that shit happened at her level too. Or like producers ask for a date or they try to do the shit for free. She was like, nah, I need the invoice up front. Where? I need it up front. We not doing none of that. That shit crazy, yeah. bro. That shit. I'm like, I mean, they got to forty, 50K or take a shower with me is crazy, bro. And for me as a man, to me, that's like, Honestly, right? I think to it me, was longer that's, than that. To me, low key, that's like you choosing pussy over money. Yeah. And that's like, bro, your, your priorities are fucked up. Let me see if I can find that shit. Here we go. Let me see. Uh, 
Yeah, Ashanti Reels, a producer wanted her to take a shot with him as a form of payment for tracks or 40K per song. My bad, 40K per song. Oh, see, now you trying to use, you trying to flex She said, power, we did two sick. records together. He was like, okay, I'm not going to charge you. You're my homie, she recalled. Then when it came time to put it on the album, he was like, let's take a shot together. I thought he was joking, she said. He was like, nah, I'm dead serious. Let's go out. Let's take a shot together, and I'll give you the records. If not, I need 40 racks per record. Yeah, that's sick. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Just gotta be careful out here, mm-hmm. man. Like you gotta weed through the weed through the bullshit. But mm-hmm. I'm not I'm I'm not surprised at all, bro. A lot of women artists will be getting taken advantage of on that tip. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Lotto recently spoke about that shit. Like she had some like she wanted a feature from an artist. Was it that Kodak shit or was it something else? They tried to say it been Kodak, but it wasn't Kodak. Yeah, it wasn't Kodak. But I know what's happened to other artists outside yeah. of her on, on the same level. Like, mm-hmm. the more want to feature something, yeah, I'll do the feature for you, but you got to do X, Y, and Z for us. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I shouldn't be like that. It should just be business at the end Where, of the day. It's business, man. This is going to benefit you. This is going to benefit her. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep that shit rolling, bro. Yeah. But I'm interested to see what, how artists come in in 2023, especially. And I hope Meek, like, jumpstart the whole... You know, the movement for the mixtape shit, man. I would mm-hmm. like to see more artists get on other people's beats and just give that feel back, bro. I miss those But days, a lot man. of artists ain't really with that putting out free music shit no more, man. But I don't know. I feel like it'd be a boost. If you come with a mixtape like how Meek dropped it, and then you come with a project, I think it'll build up the anticipation, bro. And then it's just like, dog, it's just... To me, it's ain't nothing but like free promotion. It's like when you That's used how to, I feel, if, bro. it's like when you used to go to the club and a nigga would just hand you your shit for free, just be like, "Hey, bro, yeah. just peep this shit." You know what yeah. I'm saying? This ain't the full. This like this ain't the full. I like don't don't expect the full album type shit. Just expect you know like a nigga like Meek. You want to hear you know you want to hear a nigga bar up. So here for that. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. like. Enjoy what the artist is giving you, especially if it's for free and you don't have to pay for it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? All that shit is just free promotion. I, I, I wish more artists would do that shit. And then you get to see different sides of artists. You get this, you know, like artists, you know, you can experiment on other people's beats and shit and, you know, do do different flows, try to get different shit off. You know what I'm saying? You know, but, but you know, on the album, you're going to, you know, be consistent in who you are. But... Be creative, man. Get your shit off. Do something different. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing wrong with that. To me, that shit just really, and especially if you're a person who you feel like as, you know, a lyrical caliber, you want to flex your muscles on certain records, I feel like that's the best thing to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're somebody who is a, you know, super creative and you want to just try different flows, different patterns, anything, this is the perfect outlet to do it on. Mm-hmm. You could do it on other motherfuckers' beats, so it don't so it don't come across too crazy to the Facts. to the to the to the untrained ear of what people how people are used to hearing you. I think that'll also be kind of like a low key history lesson on, you know, the newer generation on like yeah, bro, this is what artists used to do to get their name buzzing, mm-hmm. like as far as like the mixtape game. But yeah, man, we had some other wild shit happen this week. Drew, you might have some opinions on this one. So, uh. Uh, Omni Hellcat and Cool Key got that yeah. lawsuit slapped down from Nike, man. I didn't even know Omni's had sneakers. I didn't even know he was in the sneakers. Yeah, bro. he he had. I didn't know he was still going with them though. I had, I, I know he had them though. Drew, this man got a damn near replica of Chunky Donkeys, bro. Like the Nikes or the they're the no, Chunky Donkeys. They're oh. the Chunky Donkeys with a different logo. That's basically what they are. So like buddy who was doing the like the lightning boat. Yeah, with, with the, the one the cool Kai. That's yeah, cool yeah. Kai. Okay. They so. they both just got hit with a lawsuit. 
Just like John, uh, Geiger, but I think yeah. Geiger and them came to an agreement or something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't play with fire, man. It's it's too many designers out here, though. Like, design your own shoe, bro. Knock off of ones. Thing, knock off of ones, dog. Like, you know a one. Like, it's either dunks or ones. There's yeah. no in between. Yeah. But it's on by Nike. Like, get, get your original shit, bro. That shit crazy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know. They got a new that was coming eventually, bro. Yeah, I know now it's coming eventually, man. I just sent you the picture, Drew. Look at that shit. That shit is madness. This is the this is Omni Omni in the Hellcat shit. Only so long you can get on with that shit, man. Only so long you can get on All with right, that shit. Now. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Tell you, man, mm-hmm. these niggas be having the nerve to be acting like they fighting for something. What are you fighting for, bro? That's the shoe down to the T. This is a this is a uh, a closed case. Like open and shut case right here, like dog. Pay Boy, the, y'all pay. better come to agreement or something. Like you, don't fight that shit. Like you get your coins, bro. <laughs> get your coins, man. Because people, uh, and then um, we had sent the. I, I don't think it was you or Mo had sent the uh thing in the group chat about how Bape kind of like oh, so slid through. Bape slid through the whole Nike them getting sued by Nike because for one the patent. So, U.S. patent law says that when a new product comes out, it protects you for 20 years. The mm-hmm. Air Force One came out in 1982. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babe came out in 2000. But they notoriety really took off like 02, 03, 04, past 05. The, past the patent. Um, past the patent. Yeah. Of course, they've been in since the 90s when Sneaky came out in 2000. But Nike probably didn't know about fucking Babe in 2000. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, well, they didn't care. And they're a Japan-based company. Right. So that's yeah. another reason why they was able to skate under a possible lawsuit from Nike. Yeah, because well, I always felt like Bape was a knockoff, a, a knockoff uh, Air Force One. I too. always felt like that. Me too. At first, yeah, I had a pair. I had a pink pair. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, it started to become a thing. But I also kind of want. I started liking shoes that were just different. You yeah, know what I mean, like that was just where I, I went. And with. I'm not mad at it because I was never a big Air Force person anyway. Right. I had the all whites at a time, the blacks, but just as far as the likeness, yeah. I wasn't a. Till this day, I'm still not a big Air Force person. So when people really trying to go up for Cool Kai and like cats, like it's like, bro, like I get it, but what do you expect? Like I get it. But where's the originality, bro? So is he really cleaning up? Like, if Nike's coming after you, like, they got time for the bullshit. You see what I'm saying? Like, so Now the, they do, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's the nigga... he's been out for years. Is the nigga cleaning up like that? Like, is niggas really buying this? Niggas fuck it? with cool car, yeah, bro. Niggas be buying his shit. Mm. Celebrities wear his shoes. Like, I seen Ross rock his shit. Yeah. Mm. I seen celebrities yeah. buy his shit. But to me, it's like, bro, like, the only difference is a lightning bolt. Yeah. The logo, that's it. And he's doing the exact same, like the the uh the patent leather ones. Did the exact same he did shit. The exact same shit. With just a different color. He did the black and red yeah. pair too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the, yeah. the the last pair, those uh red, the white and red joints. Mm-hmm. Them shit look like the ones that he did look like some like wedges or some shit like I don't know this shit so shit like a low top wedge but see like with Omni Hellcat it's like bro you doing a chunky donkey the exact you same the exact same, same shit yeah. that shit crazy now these Freddy Cougar shit crazy you them, can't get away with chunky donkey and, and Freddy Cougars bro like, them, them like bro. some of the rarest SBs out facts 
So I can't be mad struggling. at Nike, bro. I can't. Me, I don't have no sympathy for the niggas. Like, I, it's not. I don't want to see they business. I don't got no sympathy for you because, like, bro, like it's real designers out here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I wonder what the breaking point was for Nike, though. Like, at what point was they like, "Fuck this nigga"? Yeah, because I, because I, I want to know too. Because <laughs> I know they probably didn't. Because, like you said, Cool Kai been out for some years, so I'm pretty been sure. Out for some years. I'm pretty sure it was one of them things where they just let them rock a little bit, let them keep going, and then when they felt like it was time to slap that lawsuit. Uh, no, they probably, that he, shit. he probably wait for the nigga to get the bag. Yeah, they was like, oh, oh, bro, about to get that's usually what deal. they do in a lot of cases, bro. Yeah, yeah about yeah. to sweep under that. Yeah, make your lawyer happy, make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, that's crazy, but you know, lawyer, up, brother. Yeah, yeah. So have he a can good do one. at this point. I don't think he gonna win that shit though. I mean, yeah, it's a clear. Like I said, I think it's an open <laughs> shut case. <my> yeah. <laughs> Just as you can see to the left, this is the Nike shoe. As you look to the right, it's everything but the Nike. <laughs> <laughs> same model, same, same everything, dog. Like this is copyright infringement at its finest. Facts. I just want to know what niggas are thinking when they go into these these situations, thinking they might have a chance to win these cases, or they be mad that they got hit with a lawsuit. What are you fighting for? They be trying to make it like this noble thing that they fighting for something. Like, bro, you're copying something mm. to a T, bro. Yeah. Just hit me to with the, the T. At the end of the day, it's like, you almost got to look at it as like, bro, Nike. I know Nike see me. They let me rock for this amount of time. It's over. Yeah. I got my C&D. Shit, nigga. Let's see if we can make something out of this C&D. And then after that, that's it. Because yeah. after that, nigga, it's over. Like they're probably they're, gonna they're have on to your head. Yeah, cool they're on, Kai's gonna have to change or something. Yeah, your shit, model's bro. gonna have to get changed. Omni hell, you just gonna have to stop making them shits. Like stop, co- nigga. You're copying to the T. Yeah. And then his logo is damn near like Cool Kai logo. Yeah. Is they, they both damn near bolts? They're literally. I thought. See, that's why I said I thought they because Cool Cool Key got the bolt. Uh-huh. Omni yeah. Hellcat looked like he got a different variation mm-hmm. of a lightning bolt. And this nigga got the little drip coming that's down. What the I'm shit, saying. It's the exact same sneaker, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is insane. Shit is insane. The niggas be having the nerve to like have sympathy for them. I'm like, I don't understand it. But it's a cow fur for me on this shit, though. Like, All right, <laughs> this shit looks so crazy. Now imagine if he would have had the actual ice cream bucket. That right. came with the sneaker like they did some of the pairs, bro. Imagine if he would have did that. Oh, it's a dub in court, bro. You might as well just settle that shit out and shut down your operation because the shit ain't working. That they will get working. you. They will get you for your bread. Yeah, that's, instead of trying to fight them niggas like at that just point in time. do what John Geiger did. I don't know what he did specifically, but I knew they came to an agreement. You got to do something, bro. Because you're not going to win that. Them boy got time to drag you to court. Every single time they don't care, bro. The, the resources is unlimited with a with a corporation like Nike. He'll drag nigga, he'll bleed you dry, bro. You're not coming out on top of that shit, bro. No. But it's evident you're that you took the model and yeah. they whole shit. So it's like, bro, you might as well just get whatever you can get and then come up with a new model. Yeah, that uh, they cook, bro. This shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the details on this Look, shit. Like, you, this bro. Is... If anything, bro. If anything. If I'm Nike, if I'm Nike on the rail, I would be trying to really, instead of like, you know, of course I would be taking them to court because of that shit, but yeah. I'm also trying to like, why don't they get them on the team? Get them on the team. I I, you know I, th- I figured yeah. that's where you was going. You know, get them on the team. Well, because, you know, black lives don't matter. <laughs> that shit was just a, 
That shit was just a stop. That could be a dope medium too, though. You know like, hey, saying? bro, like. Hey. Get that man on the team. Obviously, he's got some. Team. Obviously, he's got some type of pull. He's got some. Not, I would offer them that. I yeah, would offer them. Hey, cease and desist this shit. But you but work with you us. Come fuck, you come fuck yeah. with us. Nah, but niggas got to put their ego to the side, and niggas yeah. can't do that. Niggas nah, ain't just gonna put their ego Nike, to the side. I don't think Nike's doing that. I think they're going for the guillotine. No, they're going for the guillotine. But I'm just saying, it would be a nice spin for. I mean, it would be a good look for Nike in general. But I think. Unless one of these celebrities or one of these niggas really speak up to be like, hey, yo, like, we fuck with Nike. We fuck with this man, too. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, he got a, a some kind of designer vision, like you guys yeah. saying. You know what I mean? Help the brother out, do this shit the correct way. Like, also educate, you know what I mean? Educate yeah. others who want to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. nigga, it can't just only be a Nike. You know what I mean? It can't just only be an Adidas. There's going to be other shit that's going to come out and start popping. I mean, as you, it's crazy because this day is dead shoe shit is popping for Nike and shit now. Um, like, niggas are coloring and doing all kind of customs on them shit. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's many ways to do it, but also, but like, Buddy could have gone to Japan or one one of these designers. I know that Starberry got fucking shoes, bro, that don't look like Jordans. Fact. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's, there's other resources out here. You can design a... Uh, you put the effort in. Like I always felt like the the quantum yeah. that Yeezy dropped, yeah. that yeah. was a very dope sneaker. It was yeah. new, but it was up to date, and it just had it, it was different. It had a mm. dope look. I mm-hmm. fuck with the quantum. Yeah, I think I that was one of the best sneakers to release over the last couple of years. But mm-hmm. I don't think niggas is dedicated to trying something different. They, they just want to that model. Yeah, they just want to yeah. stick with that same model. That's but like, and that can be the thing though. Like you think about it, like. <laughs> with all these designers out here and with all of this other resources out here, you have the opportunity to do whatever shoe you really want. But you went exactly with the shoe because you're stealing the likeness. You see what I'm saying? You see that everybody draws to these ones and these these Jordan ones and the dunks because because like bro, even it's, when I go to a consignment shop, that's the only thing I see in the consignment shop. Yeah, is ones and dunks. I bet. Right, tear up too in it, man. Nobody will be taxing. I bet all kind of shit. Like, like I said, general release dunks that are going for one ten. You go in that restore. I mean, you go in that consignment shop. Them boy got that shit for two fifty. Yeah, that's how about right. They're gonna get theirs, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting theirs when it comes yeah. to the shoe shit mm-hmm. reselling or. Or it as or the actual manufacturers are getting theirs because mm. they don't cost shit to make these shoes. Nah, you know what I mean. And, but you know you gotta do this shit smart. But Nike's coming for their coin. Um, like I said, all these niggas, you know, they come through with the opportunity to not have their head cut off. But it's it's highly unlikely if cause I don't think Nike really you know dives into too many lawsuits such as you know. When it comes, I mean, I've I've known shoe people that niggas been selling fake Jordans and shit for a long time. You know what <laughs> I mean? Fucking a long time, nigga. Even gas stations got fake Jordans, niggas with the fake yeah, jump man, the Air Ones, the ones that just say Air on them. Yeah, yeah. Air Ones. <laughs> so, you know, niggas been doing this shit, but it. This nigga must have been pulling in some money. That's what I'm saying. He was, yeah. he was, bro. People was fucking with bro. People okay. was buying his shit. You know what I'm saying? I'd be on Twitter. I see people talking about the next drop for Brush Sneakers. Yeah. So he was he was making moves now. Yeah. 
But Nike should do the right thing. I've only ever bro. seen two niggas with them lightning boot shoes. So what? I've only only seen it two times the shoes like mm-hmm. in real life. Like oh, okay. a nigga wearing them shit. I don't think I ever seen them shit in real life. You seen them shit in real life? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I I've seen them twice, but it was only on like it's kinda like a look and huh? like <laughs> caught me off guard. But big up. You know, big up, big up. That niggas better tighten up, man. That's all I got to say. For sure, man. Lawyer up, bro. Get you a good one. Cause I just think when it comes to a corporation like that, bro, I don't think no. You're not, not winning you're that. Not. Nah. Not Fuck no, hell no, not Nike. And I think mm-hmm. they get to a point too. They just like fed up with that shit. Yeah, cause niggas is eating now. If you got a name, you can eat off that shit. And bruv was definitely eating, so they that hit their radar, and it was like they had to shut that shit down. <laughs> because if one person feel like they can do it, everybody else gonna start doing the same shit. Which people I've seen multiple people. I've seen multiple. You know, brands and people take the one and mm-hmm. put their logo on it. Mm-hmm. So they trying to just really kill all that shit in one swoop. And why not just uh, to kill that? We just take the biggest nigga who doing the shit, take his ass out. That show everybody else to hey, you can't do this shit either. Nike clean. They coming for theirs, man. They coming for theirs. They coming for theirs. And I think it's you know, I don't know. Can this be a stem of like? I don't know. Like this, like it's it's crazy. It's just the timing of all this shit coming off the heels of like Kyrie and all this shit. Yeah. I don't want to spend all that shit together, oh but it's just for them boys to have time to really come after. You know what I mean? Like kind of showing force here. You know. So you think it's just it's, it's, the timing is funny to you? It's basically. Funny as fuck. But I'm I'm gonna see how shit play out. But to me, it's just it's funny as fuck because now y'all niggas got time for the bullshit. Got time. Hey man, I know. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go down. That's a good point, Drew. That yeah. is a good point. You got me thinking that you might be right on that one, dog. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of. It is kind of funny with that timing, though. It is. It is. Showing force quietly. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We see y'all, boy. We see y'all, boy. Damn. Yeah, you're right, bro. That might be so. That might be some different type of. Hey, I'll give it another month. Give niggas, another niggas month. starting to clean up. If they start cleaning up, like you start to see like multiple niggas who like. Cause I know it's clearly two people right here. So mm. we we'll see, like you said, give it a month. We'll see how this shit play out, man. See if there's if any other yeah. people get knocked. But speaking of, you see that Amazon said they're not taking that dock down. Why would they? I saw it coming. <laughs> Why would they? I saw it coming. <laughs> And I said, and I told the like, dog, like, listen, I'm gonna say it on the pod on Sunday. Y'all had to know that shit was coming, mm-hmm. bro. Y'all had to know it was coming. And he gonna buy an NBA team just to show y'all ass. No, on top of that, that that NBA deal is still in place with Amazon Prime mm-hmm. Video. That's still in place. Them eighty something games that they gonna have streamed on Amazon Video. Like, yeah, all that's that's not changing. What did y'all think was gonna happen? And I kind of felt it was gonna be the same thing, like. We're still open to selling anything regardless of the views because it just leaves room for objectivity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to agree with it. Some people don't. Don't mean we got to ban that shit. I mean, they got Nazi shit that's selling on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But y'all couldn't have thought that Jeff Bezos was going to remove that shit. And them boys been racking up, honestly, probably. No, it's just that, that shit. That's what I'm saying. That he rules the Negroes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, bro- he rules the Negroes. Mm-hmm. Niggas are cleaning up. 
And that's why I said from this shit, I wonder how much did it spike from the whole just people blowing this shit up out of proportion. And and this is the thing, the chaos. People gain off of chaos. I just wanted to know where the statement's coming from. You know, all these other places, like, do he got to meet with any rabbis or any, because make the Jeff Bezos being he is uh he's too busy being being a Jew is hilarious and all of this and he's not <laughs> taking it down. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this tells me y'all really didn't care about this shit. Y'all just wanted to buck break Kyrie. Yeah. Because I still haven't seen nobody be mad at Amazon for not taking it down. Mm-hmm. And especially after the fact that he said he's not taking it down. Yeah, I don't see y'all burning. I'm going to sell this mm-hmm. shit and I'm going to get my cut off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niggas ain't burning Amazon shit products or no shit oh, like that. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. Niggas it, ain't no, no, no. I about to say nobody's, um, nobody's unsubscribing to Prime. No, right. hell no. Yeah. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't because I ain't wasn't even mad at them. That's yeah. the thing. Like I already knew what, the, what, what it was. But I'm not gonna boycott Amazon. No, but the people who handed down the punishment to Kyrie, the, the Nets and NBA and doing all this shit, where's the list of things that Jeff Bezos gotta do? Mm-hmm. Now, after the fact, he told y'all that yeah, this shit not coming out. This is money talks, bullshit walks, mm-hmm. bullshit walks. So that all that all that shit was fake to me in terms yeah. of how y'all handle Kyrie. I knew yeah. it was gonna come to this. I knew damn well Jeff Bezos wasn't taking that fucking doc down. He wasn't mm-hmm. doing that. Because if he took then, that doc Legally, down, I don't think he could have anyway. I yeah. think the boys probably would have went went to court. Yeah, they probably could have sued. Shit. Because if he had to take that doc down, he would have took that, had to take down uh, every, they, every other, other doc down that people were deemed to be insensitive. Yeah. So, nah, that was never going to happen. Mm, well, the world we live in now. Picking and choosing, bro. Yeah, man. Picking and choosing. But I that wasn't no sweat off Jeff Bezos' brow, bro. That shit ain't even hit his desk. That shit got handled by the PR team, bro. Right. Like maybe like stage two of a, a PR team. That shit ain't hitting this nigga desk. He gives zero fucks, bro. Oh, and Adam, yeah, about that team. That's still in place. I'm not asking. I'm telling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to buy the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah. I'm, at, I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. buy the Phoenix Suns. Oh, and <laughs> shouts out to the family. I'll be at the Skybacks on Sunday. Yeah. 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 Get out of my face yeah. with this. Yeah. Money talks That's real shit. Yeah. Money talks bullshit. Mm-hmm. How y'all feel about LeBron's statement in terms of like the the media asking him about that shit, but not really asking him about the whole, uh, what, what was it? No, he was basically saying, y'all don't ask me about the Jerry Jones shit, but the y'all Jerry ask me Jones about the Kyrie shit. shit. Yeah. Well, LeBron, you're the same nigga that threw Kyrie under the bus, so like, why the fuck do you, should you Clean even up care? time. Yeah. <laughs> You want to make sure you still stay good with the black, you know, w- w- you know, with your people and this and that. But at the end of the day, you still threw the, you still threw, you still threw Kyrie under the bus. Facts. You still threw dog under the bus, and then you asked them why they don't ask you about this Jerry Jones shit. You know why they not ask you about this Jerry Jones shit? First like, of all, it ain't your sport anyway. That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, like. I just LeBron is never not going to do something that doesn't make him look good. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. That's just who he's been throughout his career. He's going to be politically correct. Because he was so happy to do the Kanye West interview, and then he didn't drop it when he saw the smoke coming. Mm-hmm. You ain't had a problem doing it when you was actually in the act. Had I, I don't know how long this shit was. It probably could have been an hour, two hours. I don't mm-hmm. know. But you didn't have no problem initially calling him, then sitting down and doing it. After all the shit that he already done said. But then when you saw the smoke getting elsewhere, you was like, oh, no, we can't drop that due to da 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 no, Bro, you knew that already. You yeah. knew that already. 
So with him, with him being inconsistent, I can't buy that, bro. LeBron picking and choosing, bro. That's all this shit is. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with highlighting that. I don't think it's an indictment on him. I think LeBron has great intentions. But at times, I feel like he's not knowledgeable with what he's speaking on. And, you know, he's fickle. He's like, you, like, you want to be right, and then you want to appease everybody at the same time. Yeah. That's what comes with being politically correct mm-hmm. all the time. I should just be like, bro, you don't got to just save the act. Like, that's how I feel, bro. Just and say, then you know, just you, and then the you you want to get your points in the media because oh, LeBron stood up and LeBron <laughs> said it's like all right, man, all right. I mean, I appreciate him. You know, I appreciate. Yeah, that, it's like, that's exactly cool. It's do. cool. You know, I, I enjoyed the gesture, but at the same time, it's like, bro, we. <laughs> I, I, we see the play. Like hey, I I be see, we, we, see play. we definitely we see, the see the play. But it's you know, I, I appreciate the, the fact that because he didn't go out there cooning like fucking Stephen A. Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, he did he didn't he actually do that. doubled down on that shit. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. After you told me about it, I went and watched it. I'm like, bro, yeah. Ten thousand lashes. Shit. Uh, Umar said Michael Irving gotta get fifty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty thousand, cause that's my thing. I don't give a damn what y'all football players got to say about Jerry Jones. You play football for him. Yeah, the nigga cut you your check. Money. Yeah, he yeah. cut you checks. Of course he got. Of course he got nothing good. If I was an owner to say about him, and I want to just make sure my best players are in line, I'm gonna give you some light tips. I'm gonna make sure that you do some right things. Shit, I might give you some money tips. Yeah, but my thing is this, LeBron. Are you still a Dallas fan? Of course, uh, he's still. At the end of the day, niggas don't care about the shit like that's what I'm saying. Like it ain't, it don't rub you. It doesn't rub you deep enough. Pause. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know what I mean? Like I hate it so fake, but thank you for speaking up. You know what I mean? To see if anything comes from this shit, but the media's not giving the shit no burn, bro. Like they're not. Yeah, and Brett Favre is still getting swept up under the rug. Facts. And I heard he's trying to dismiss the shit. Yeah, I heard that too. <laughs> like, he's seeking no jail time for yeah. this shit, bro. No jail time, no having to pay, no restitution, None no nothing. He's trying to get off clean. Clean as a motherfucking whistle. It's a dirty, dirty shit, world wow. that we live in. Shit <laughs> <laughs> nasty out your boy. Shit nasty, bro. Yeah. I'm telling you, dog. Boy, I tell you. I, if you could be white for a day, would you? Just one day. Nah, bro. I'm straight. No? I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight, dog. Because I don't even think I'm going to have enough time to uh, pro, pro. Uh, to flex the white privilege for a day. I'm going to just be freaking out that I'm white for four one. Yeah. I'm just be like, yo, what the fuck? I probably got dirty ass legs. And yeah. Shit. Like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm cool on being white for a day, bro. I'm cool on that. I'm cool. But to think like you literally can do whatever you want. You probably could do whatever you want like, that day. ever. Like, Whatever you really want. Getting pulled over and got to worry about a gun getting pulled on you. Uh, so you ran the stop sign. Yeah, and oh, you can, I walk. can walk into the bank and get whatever loan I want. <laughs> <laughs> you right. I might walk into a bank and get any loan that I want yeah. that day. Walk straight onto the marina. Yeah, hop but on I'm a cool boat. though. <laughs> like, but, like, yeah, this that my body. Boat. That body probably feel all type different. And smell. Di- yeah. I'm but, <laughs> I'm cool. And think about it, you guys be cool. drinking Mountain Dew and shit. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that. I'm hey, cool, man, man, y'all boy, funny. Yeah. But they want to be us at the end of the day. Let's not get it fucked up. Very true. Very true. They want to be us so motherfucking bad. But they still want to have the white skin at the end of the day. That's, that's so what you get off. Yeah. Get off and do it. They feel like it's out of, you yeah, know, man. their quote unquote power. All right. 
So Deion Sanders is going to Colorado, man. Um, <laughs> he decided to take the offer for five million a season to go to Colorado. A lot of people have opinions on this on the side of you know he to stay at JSU long enough to establish the HBCU as far as uh, propelling them into a higher uh, value. And there's a lot of people who's like, hey man, y'all doing this fake social media shit. Deion Sanders ain't got to stay there for a lifetime. Da, 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 da. He did what he was supposed to do. I'm going to say it like this here. I feel a lot of y'all are being disingenuous, and you know what niggas are talking about. You know when Dion first came on, his thing was to establish the HBCUs, boost the HBCUs. Now, if he just wanted to use any HBCU school as a, uh, as a foundation to launch him to further his coaching career, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But when you paint it as something else, Mikey Williams... Other than you know what it is, then yeah. that's what you get, bro. This yeah. is the reaction that you get. By no means do I have a problem with Deion Sanders getting his money. Congratulations, bro. He's mm-hmm. earned it. But I felt like the foundation should have been laid there longer. Does he have to stay there a lifetime? Fuck no. I would never say that. I would say at the most five years, man. Five years. You see what I'm saying? At long, at least long enough. To get the TV contracts in place. Because that was my biggest thing. The, yeah. the TV contracts. But when you come into a situation and you paint it as if you making this thing about the HBCU, that's what people are going to have a gripe with. It's not the fact that he went and got the money. But if you just wanted to use any HBCU school, like, yeah, I'm going to use this so eventually I can get to a D1. Okay, get to the NFL. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, because people will listen to what the fuck they want to hear. It's nothing wrong with that. But people have more issue with, okay, you came in here, you said this is what you wanted to do, and now you're leaving at this time period. That's what people have an issue with. I could feel that um, because at this point in time, this is a very important time because they're starting, like, the recognition is getting there. Yeah, it's to, the like, they were just on there. college game yes. day this year, so... It's starting to project and go and go and I go, feel a few but more yeah, years would have been good. Yeah, man. It, to really lay the solid foundation to where he could have somebody, uh, somebody else ushered in, maybe another former NFL, you know, player mm-hmm. usher him in and make him be the starting and like, like you know, stay long enough to at least kind of make a tradition, kind of make lay like you said a foundation down. I'm not mad at him because at the end of the day, five million dollars is five million dollars a year. Um, he was only making around 400k, I think, uh, there. But I know Dion don't need the money. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, shit, five million dollars, five million dollars. So I can't blame him. I'm not going to knock him for that. But I do understand where people are coming from because you didn't really give it enough time to really build that tradition, that establishment, and you know, maybe he might have felt like you know other HBCUs, you know, weren't you know gonna be on that same level or maybe maybe just because he's in the swack and the swack isn't mm-hmm. i don't think the swack is ever going to be considered to go for a national championship can they because they're not in the top they're, they're not, not in the, that division they're not in that beat that was the bcs they're not in there so maybe he might have felt like i didn't reach the top with this shit and it's funny he has he's got like yeah. two two championships under there like the accomplishments at jsu yeah. is great mm-hmm. but as far as outside of them the hbcu aspect that's what I have more so an issue yeah. with. So mm-hmm. I guess that coach wasn't wrong when he said Dion ain't really swag, bro. Remember when him and the coach yeah, had yeah, to go back? Yeah. That's funny that this is happening because he that's said true. that at the phone. He's like, he ain't swag. So I guess yeah. you ain't really swag. Well, yeah, damn, D- so, damn, Dion. Like I said, I he's not indebted to stay at an HBCU yeah. forever. So I feel like a lot of people, y'all love to do that thing where you know what niggas is talking about, but you want to go against the greens just because. Because yeah. 
I highly doubt people have an issue with him getting his money. He's earned his money. It's about what you said out your mouth yeah. when you first got there. Because you was all for the HBCU. Yeah, you was all for wrong trying with a to... black coach starting yeah. his career at HBCU, then becoming a D1 coach, mm-hmm. then becoming an NFL coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if you say you have a certain plan and you want a certain notoriety come there, you need to be there a little bit longer than what you did. Especially yeah. when you just now getting on the college game day. The TV contracts yeah. again. The TV contracts, because I spoke on this back in the summer. Mm-hmm. The TV contracts was the big thing for me. Yeah. Because they should have an SEC network, mm-hmm. an ACC network, you get a Big yeah. Ten network. Yeah. If you get a ESPN deal with the HBCUs or you have an HBCU network, that's yeah. a lot of fucking mm-hmm. attention and more money coming towards these schools, bro. Mm-hmm. But that one, he didn't hey, give that time to, to him. Congratulations. Yeah. But I do have a problem with him leaving at the time that he did. I do. Yeah. yeah. He left at a very, he left at a very crucial time. And then you have a great quarterback. His son probably following him. Yeah. Then they talk about the Travis Hunter that, you know, he got the flip from Florida State to yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. What about him? Not, he's probably going to hit the transfer portal. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it's just like, damn. Ripple effect. The, the work was being put in. And I'm not saying, but now it's kind of like the 10 steps, take two steps forward, 10 steps back. Yeah. Because I don't, who, who's going to be able to give them that same type of cachet as a Dion? Yeah. Like when I so come to your ha- school, when I come to your house, what's going to make me want to come play for you? Jackson State. No, I mean... Who who else? Who who's gonna come in there? Like they would have in order for them to, to maintain where they're at, they'd have to have another former NFL player who or maybe maybe just another well, I go say just any other former NFL player, but they have to have another former NFL player with that kind of you know, with that kind of, you know, representation. You know what I'm saying? With that kind of pedigree. Yeah. I think my only gripe is uh is he he didn't leave it in the manner of you're able to separate Dion and Jackson State. You know what I mean? As they yeah. program. When you think of it, the culture of it, everything like like a five year five years there, I think you will be able to separate that shit. Now people like they you you already laid down the a blueprint of how to make this shit work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But also this is a formula that you can move pass along through other teams and other HBCUs of, you know, how to do this shit and how to get, you know, the big sponsors is how to get, you know, these programs, new locker rooms and stuff. Like, he really changed that whole shit up, mm-hmm. you know. But to take that step and just go to Colorado, what, Colorado State? No, Colorado. Colorado. And that's kind of a – and I understand they gave him the bag, but yeah. Colorado is just – what is their? I, I'm I'm not big on Colorado football. So what is their what is their thing? Like, are they good? Are they not good? Or they haven't been good for some years. So you basically what you're trying to do is take a struggling program, basically doing what he did and revive on the D1 them. Level. Yeah. But at the same time, are you going to get those things? I mean, they do follow coaches. Do I mean coach? I mean players do follow coaches. So. Do y'all think he's going to still be able to get that same caliber of player? Well, or is it going to be a better player because it's going to be at a D1 school? Well, I think some people will probably well, follow Well, high major D1? I'm pretty sure a few people will follow him um, over there. But I also think um, that people, yeah. I mean, to, to you, you, we already got to see that it's fun to to work and, and play, like, to play for Dion. But, but, also, but also, it's it's just like the grind that you have to really want to put in because he really, it seems like he pushes you to be, you know, the best form of yourself. 
Okay, but also, uh, I'm also looking at it from an aspect of like a recruiting aspect. You were in like a major area where a lot of football, like high football recruits are in. You're in the South. You're in Mississippi. You're, you know, you're by Texas. Mm-hmm. You're by motherfucking Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you're in Colorado. Like, niggas will come to Dion, bro. Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm pretty sure they will come, but I'm just saying you can't. Your recruitment probably gonna be a little bit more difficult. Maybe you're gonna get a bunch of California kids to come over there. Nah, I think I think Dion can go sit in anybody's mama house and talk to them to get you know to get them to go to Colorado. One hundred percent, and also fucking uh, weed, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who will, you got get to play for Dion in Swede, wherever any corner you turn around? Like, yeah, bro. Like, that's true. And these and they're not tripping on weed no more. So, mm-hmm. and it's true. I'm just interested to see. It's how a kid's dream, bro. It, That's all I'm saying. I'm just interested to see how you know he does with recruitment. You know, getting players to come to Colorado because I mean it, it, it'll take some time. But Colorado will probably make some noise in the Pac-12. It won't be out the gates, but and people are, pe- yeah. kids are gonna go there. Yeah, it's gonna take some time, just like it did at GSU. I mean, he can turn players though. That's the thing yeah, about yeah. Dion. You, he can turn. We've seen this shit. Mm-hmm. He was able to turn a nigga to bring this nigga to Jason Jackson State. Yeah, yeah. You know he I mean? flipped from Florida State to come to Jackson State. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's able to do shit like this. So, okay. Colorado man, you know, we see what this they'll shit. They'll be on the rise. Yeah, but <laughs> it's funny though. No, I saw. I saw. Uh, me and that nigga it was uh, Friday after. Uh, it was uh, next Friday when uh, when uh, Dede was talking to uh, no when Craig was talking to um, uh, Uncle Leroy. Elro, Uncle Elro, he was like, uh, yeah, um, I was that nigga back in the day saying I'll never leave the hood. I love the hood. But as soon as I got that money, I was gone. Yes. <laughs> hey, this house street cash. <laughs> I'm the only house on the block. King <laughs> folk. That's me. It's Uncle Elro. Cash, huh? Cash money. <laughs> Pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash for this house. Well, that man ain't paid no taxes on the house. <laughs> that man ain't paid no taxes on the about house. To take that shit from his ass. <laughs> I'm about to get Smash evicted. Yeah, sir. But yeah, nah, for real. I nigga up out of there. Yeah, man. But hey, like I said, congratulations. But it's people, people can understand how, um, you know how how that shit go, man. I saw another funny tweet, man. Niggas talking about uh. Uh-huh. Shout out my boy Ricky had a tweet that said, uh, Jordan, the biggest athlete of all time. What the fuck niggas talking about Ronaldo for? And people was in the quote talking about only Americans say this. It's like, y'all must don't know who that man is. Y'all must have been born in 03. Right. But y'all better get y'all knowledge up because Michael Jordan, hands down, is the biggest athlete of all time, bro. I don't no. give a fuck what y'all talk about. Does Ronaldo y'all have sneakers? Y'all do this all the time, bro. Do your Ronaldos have like, is, are there Nike Ronaldos? Are and they? soccer is the biggest sport in the world. He yeah. is very big. Don't get it I wrong. Mean, he, he is. is. He, he is might his. be top five. But Jordan, the logo alone. Let's just. Yeah. The logo alone deads this conversation for me. It's like, bro, with the dream he did in 92, pressing basketball internationally, that pushed Michael Jordan to international stardom literally overnight, bro. Like, so from 90s, well, he's been oh, pretty probably been big overseas. But especially from 92, to now, that's over thirty years of street dominance of within within on on the court or off the court. He's the biggest athlete of ever of all time. Yeah, man, that's, that's not debatable. I'm sorry, I guess. I know soccer is big, and it's you know countries behind it. Like, but I, I mean, it. as far as the sport, but if we're going yeah. off one individual man, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's bigger. 
Very Nobody true. pause. Dame Very Dash pause. Nobody's bigger. No arguments there. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, it's Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson. Just the conversations there. You seen the conversation people are saying that Bob Marley's bigger than Michael Jackson? Mm, no. And I'm one of the biggest Bob Marley fans. I, I, I mean, I'm not the biggest, but I'm a huge Bob fan. Yeah. But no. I can't see that. I, 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 mean, I fuck Bob, with Bob. Bob is, Bob is very... Bob's probably second. Probably Bob's in top five. He's top five. I think... Well, I just think... Uh, but I don't think he's bigger than Mike, it, though. It depends on the generation of who's speaking. I think in that in this conversation because... But the, who else had 50,000 people outside their hotel? Bob had crazy times, bro. And this is like... I mean... In in different conditions, but but and also what getting Bob, shot, getting shot, yeah. and still going to perform. Like no, no man. Because I would say this because Bob is when it comes to like when it came to black music. Because I watched one of his documentaries, and they said that Bob wasn't really big in America until later in his career because he got on. Because I want to say I want I forgot which R and B group it was. I don't know. I think it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. He came on. He 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 started like going on doing shows with Earth, Wind, and Fire, and that's how he got really got broken, introduced to like the black audience of America. Well, I think it's, he was in America already. I mean, he was mm-hmm. he was doing tours in Europe. Yeah, because um, he was big. Of course, he was huge yeah. in Jamaica and shit. Like yeah. in England, in London, and shit. Yeah. But I mean, that's I mean, sold out concerts. I remember. In Africa, also. You know no, I'm talking mean? about his his American black audience. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like broke it's through. just he touched so many other continents first before stepping to the states. I think that's a it's a different path. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's you gotta just kind of like the conversation has to be dip, be like with the elder. I feel like to have that kind of conversation because they was able to see well grow up through Bob. To see Michael ja- Michael jo- uh, Jackson grow up to be Michael Jackson, you see what I'm saying? But nothing. I don't think anything bigger was Mike than the '80s, bro. But really, the '80s and '90s, like I, the I, '70s. I mean, his whole, life, his whole life, like he's been on since the '70s. That's what I'm saying. So that time to be able to have that full spectrum of a conversation, I I will, I couldn't have. With somebody in their like thirties or forties. And then Bob died early, and Mike yeah. was still able to go. Uh, facts. But that yeah. was a funny conversation. I'm like, Ronaldo is never going to be bigger than Jordan, no. bro. Sorry, y'all can't just let that go. I understand soccer is the most popular sport in the world, but no, Michael Jordan is revered and on I, every continent. Yeah. <laughs> like every single continent, Thanks. bro. It's not. It's nothing to be talking about, bro. I think he got courts all all over the world. Mm-hmm. Michael, like he literally built. That's what I'm saying. The logo in yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. You should, you slap that logo anywhere. People know who that is. Melo got a few of them too. Yeah, I know he got one in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but of course he's with Jordan, so yeah. it's it's a Hey man, what y'all think about this fucking uh, this fucking Kanye West and Chris Paul shit, man? Clown shit. Goofy. That's all I got to say. Goofy as fuck. Dog, that's just so jokey, bro. That's just so jokey. Like, this nigga just be coming out to say, oh, yeah, and another thing. This nigga Chris Paul fucked my wife. It's like, bro, who the fuck even asked you that shit? Like, nigga, why are you asking? Why are you telling us this? Yeah, I ain't got no 
I got no brand for it. I got no brand. That shit is funny. That shit hell, bro. I don't get it. I got no more. I'm not giving Kanye no more burn. And then it was like a picture of Drake and all his friends wearing Chris Paul jerseys in September. Like, all that shit just jokey, man. All that shit jokey. Goofy. Like, man, why y'all in why y'all in it? Why y'all doing this, man? If he Mm. did or if he did, I don't know. Goofy. Probably did though. I ain't gonna lie, he probably did. I, I, I just ain't got no words, man. Like I'm either. overdue, man. Like I said the last time, that was gonna be the last time I, I spoke on that, man. Yeah. For real, for real. So like, yeah, right. I ain't got no. Okay. It I is what it you. is, bro. It is what it is with that nigga, bro. But um, yeah, man. We got anything else before we get up out of here, man? Nah, man. I'm calm, bro. It's cool, man. Chill. Yeah, man. As always, man. You know, thanks to the supporters, man. Continue to subscribe to us on YouTube. You know, SoundCloud, Apple, uh, everybody in the city doing their thing. Shout out to y'all. Y'all continue to be safe out here. It's the fourth quarter. Yes, sir. Move smart. Do smart things. Don't let the negative energy fuck with you. Um, and stand on your shit, man. It, don't let people make you feel guilty for exposing their bullshit neither. Fact. There's a lot of people who are good at making you feel guilty for feeling bad for some shit that they know they did that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't fall into that trap. Stand on your shit. If you know they did some bullshit and they warranted a response from you, stand on your response, bro. It's okay. Mm. They will be all right. Words from old Mike Lowry. Real shit. (laughs) Yeah, There's a lot of professional people out here who are good with that. Facts. They'll make you feel bad for, you know, telling them, hey, bro, that was some bullshit that you did. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Speak your truth. Facts. Sometimes truth hurts. It got to be said. Yeah, man. Like I always say, man, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all as always. Big up. Right. And, you know, every week, man, like we say every week, if you hear anything on this show, you hear something that gets you in your feelings, you feel some type of way, always remember. We're just, we're the, just messengers. the messengers. We out. For sure. Uh.